0: We have that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 115 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food or drink. The Southeast premiere video game podcast. Tonight, Star Wars Squadron, long rumored, has been finally unveiled. Uh, The Game Gear Mini has been shown off. Our special guest brought that up to my attention to add to news. Activision is sending out puzzling Crash Bandicoot teases, and we have an update for that. There's been a clarification of that PlayStation 5 Spider-Man game and a few more details behind it. Persona 4 Golden comes to Steam. There's a new Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd, who's that? Uh, There was a Pokemon Presents presentation. We have a recap of that. EA Play did their E3, EA type thing, whatever it was, and we'll go over whatever that was. And two new Kingdom Hearts projects have been announced. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee.
1: Hey, how you doing?
0: Special guest Brant McKee, Brant longtime uh collaborator, uh contributor to the No Podcast fan artist even. <laughs> we're glad to finally have you on, sir. How does it feel?
1: Uh it's it's an honor. It's a it's a big honor uh to be on with you and be able to uh to to talk shop, talk games.
0: He's here. It took 115 episodes we got him finally. We finally our agents got with his agents. Uh we were able to negotiate a, a deal. It took but it's been like six months just trying to find the right figure and, and kind of meet halfway. And I know we'll be sending a lot of snacks your way that there was some stipulation about like uh, Cheetos and stuff. So I don't, I don't know, but they're, they're going to you.
1: Yeah. And, and, the, the M&M's, they have to be sorted certain ways and all that,
0: you know. Uh, we did that. I don't know. I just bought the M&M's and then someone else was going to do all of that stuff. They they had this big machine, almost like a coin counter, where they were just going to dump the M&M's in and just it was just going to go wherever it was going to go. I, I guess it divides it by flavor. So the yeah. orange ones is different from the red ones. and Everybody knows this. Yeah. We are glad to have you, sir. You've, uh, like I elaborated earlier, but you, you've been a long time listener. I was sending you previews of the podcast before we ever posted. So you were listening and giving feedback and you've kind of been here along for the ride. And I I know every about 24 hours after we post a new episode, I'll, I'll get a notification from SoundCloud. Uh, Brant McKee liked the episode. So you've been, you've been here since the beginning. So, so thank you, sir. And we're we're glad to hear your contribution. this this go around and, and see how you are. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well I'm excited to con- to contribute it in a different way now because yeah like you said' I'm, I'm, I'm a big big fan and I've been here
0: since basically
1: since the inception
0: Before the beginning hey Bret, uh, think about doing a video game podcast and I, I know you like games too you want to hear what we're talking about Sure send them my way. So we're glad to have you. Uh, listeners will be excited to know Cesar survived his ordeal so he should be back on soonish. Don't know if it's next week or two weeks, or he'll decide that timetable. But he is still alive and kicking. He's he's not uh he's not left us yet. He might have thought about it. <laughs> so, uh, Brant, just a kind of a hot topic for now. Um, before we get into like news, news, well, introduce yourself. I, I won't kick it off with a question. Give us uh. Some of your favorite games to play, kind of a maybe a gaming background. What got you into games? Any anything to let listeners know kind of about you? I know about you, and uh, the rest of no podcast knows about you, but let our listeners uh, get some insight.
1: Uh, well, I'm 29 years old, um, but just because I'm I'm young doesn't mean I don't have a, a rich background in gaming. Um, when I'm you know, in my free time, I love learning about gaming history, um, delving into tech aspects or, you know, the releases of certain consoles and things like that. And even right now, I mean, I'm talking to you from my game room, and I've got a CRT in the back.
0: Hey, it's yeah, a good-looking TV, man. Where, where'd you find that <laughs> thing? Yeah, that's, that's pretty sharp-looking.
1: Provided by, it, well, pointed out by the Richard Berkman.
0: I located it, dude. If I could have bought it and delivered it to you, I would have, but it was either the end of a lunch break or I didn't want to be faced with divorce for bringing home another CRT, whatever it was, but I was like, hey, dude, I found the TV. It's one like I got. Go get it.
1: Oh, it all worked out, and it is it is beautiful. But, I mean, I've got several different consoles here ranging from PlayStation, Xbox, Dreamcast, uh, Switch, Wii U, SNES... Uh, some of which, again, uh, I was interested in acquiring, and, and you helped me uh, through those uh, uh, acquire those, and then yeah, of uh, several several games to go along with each console.
0: There we go. Have you looked at the Everdrives or anything? Have you have you dove into that that avenue yeah.
1: yet? Um, I've got uh, a small flash cart for the um, SNES. Okay. And I also have a um, a version of the uh, Everdrive for the uh, Genesis. Okay. As well.
0: I might get with you later about that Super Nintendo one. I've got I've got one for the Genesis, and I got one for the 64. Because 64 games are just unreal. And I've got a bunch of the hard to find one or expensive ones. But it it man, you got every single game right there on that one cartridge. Just, there's nothing better than that, and I, I've been thinking about the same thing for Super Nintendo, so that's that's something I want to look at. Which actually, which one do you have? Is it like the SD to SNES, or is it something else?
1: I'm, I'm looking at changing because I have the Super UFO, mm-hmm. and it's it's by no means like uh, extremely bad or anything like that. It, it does what it does um, very well, but as far as just a regular flash cart, I can't get certain aspects of, of it to work right i can't get certain saves to work right gotcha um but yeah i'm looking into trying to maybe replace that and yes i've, I've actually looked into uh 64 as well because like you're saying a lot of those titles are so expensive
0: it's crazy and, man and you just you just have it right there and you just scroll through a list and fire it up and it does have some weird stuff like you're talking about the saves like I think I have to hit reset and power at the same time but I mean if I'm up there physically already turning off the console it's not like I can hold down a menu button and turn off a 64 so I'm already right there I might as well push that button down and and I've never had a corrupt like I've just dabbled with it like Zelda and Super Mario 64 and things like that but it'll save it'll save either where I'm at in Zelda or it'll save how many stars I have in Mario so that's never been an issue. I may uh, I may get with you about that getting that UFO when you decide to upgrade yours and that'll help you compensate your next purchase cuz I just yeah. I kind of want something to dabble with. I don't need like a an everyday, you know, a daily driver flash card. Mm-hmm. They sure are convenient though, man.
1: Oh, extremely.
0: Did your Genesis one come with a uh, like Mega Drive versions and Master System and all that stuff? Did it come with those and 32x and everything?
1: Uh it does not support Well, no. Um, I think it actually does it does support 32X because yeah, um, you have to the tower
0: power like I do right you, I do yeah. yep. with all those damn power bricks oh my god and then have you seen the official Sega like surge protector thing they have for it with Sega written in between all the oh different my gosh. power yeah. slots crazy man you, you would have thought there would have been a better thing for that
1: that's another upgrade eventually down the road too is there's there's companies out there that actually make um what they call the, the trio and it's a single power brick to to power the whole system or power exactly which parts of that system you need. Oh yeah. And that saves you so much. It, they're more energy efficient and plus, you know, you're not taking <laughs> three spots up on a trying to figure out how to plug it in, playing Tetris, you know, on a power strip.
0: Sega man they were that was a wild time with all that stuff bricked together like that uh, I think it's we're talking about flashcards I think it's terra onion that makes that uh they've got that flash cart that'll play the cd games and everything so you can put everything in that and it'll boot off of those so that that's the way of the future you were talking about RetroArch when I was texting you last night and I've I've been thinking about going the Mr. FPGA route, and it's just like, <laughs> all right, is this something else I want to do? And at the same time, like, I had dabbled with the RetroPie on um, uh, Raspberry Pi before, and now they have Raspberry Pis at, like, 8 gigs of RAM, and, you know, yeah. it's just it, it's getting close, man.
1: Yeah, emulation is it's it's constantly improving. I mean, you still have... Certain things that even now, I mean, the N64 is extremely hard to emulate. Certain things. Um, but I don't know why you
0: just, you just take a game and smear Vaseline all over the screen. I don't <laughs> know what the I don't know what the difficulty is. It seems pretty straightforward <laughs> to me, right? We have CRT, so it's we don't run oh, into yeah. that issue. Like we can play it, and it looks like it was supposed to look. It's not like we're forcing it on these 4K TVs and stuff.
1: Yeah, but even now, there's all those options to to move them to um all hd displays there was uh on pc it got taken it got taken down but you know on the internet nothing nothing stays gone it's nothing's truly
0: vanished
1: but you know that the you had those people that made that uh 60 frames 4k uh
0: super mario patch oh that looks so clean it looks so clean I loved how it looked like some of that stuff I look at and I'm like, no, who would want to play this? But then that's not like me and you, where we have these, we have native hardware. We have the proper TVs to play them on. We have controllers that still work. Like we don't run into that issue, but that looked clean. It looks so good. It was amazing.
1: It's the best Super Mario 64 has ever looked.
0: So it's been, it's been taken down, but I know it's still like readily available. Yeah. It's
1: funny how
0: that Funny how that goes.
1: It's, it's, you know, the, all the Nintendo stuff, they do that all the time. Any fan-made games, any uh, they're notorious for suing ROM sites, things like that. So
0: This whole time I've been thinking about that Metroid 2, another Metroid 2 remake or so, AM2R maybe it was called. Yep. And I've always wanted to get my hands on that and, and give that a go. Did I've, you I've download heard- that when it was available or when it was hot?
1: No, I had not. But I'd, I've, I've heard nothing but great things. Yeah, and that you know it's kind of uh, kind of like the uh, Metroid Two remake, but also you know it's got elements of fusion. It's got different power ups. It's and I've I've seen little things here and there that really really intrigued me.
0: Yeah, I could not. I didn't get very far into that Metroid Two remake, like the official 3DS one by I think it's Mercury Steam. Do, but Metroid 2, the original, was one of my first Game Boy games, and I beat the hell out of that game and loved it. It was, and I know, I know it's a very specific, like I'm I'm the only person in my peer have you beaten it? The the original? The original Game Boy Metroid 2. Okay. No, I so have not. It still maintains I'm the only person in my peer group has played this, but it's a very specific case because it's from that era where like you had one game that you got for your birthday, or you got one game for Christmas, and you had to be good at or enjoy mm-hmm. that game, whether it was good or not. And Metroid Two was one of those titles for me, and I was like, "All right, there's a, it looks like there's 50 at the bottom, and I gotta go find them, and I got nothing else to do, and I'm not getting any other games for six months, so here we go, let's let's do what we can." And I enjoyed, I enjoyed it for what it was, and I had I beat that before, and I've I've never beat Metroid One without the Justin Bailey code, but I beat that before like Super Metroid or Fusion came out or uh, Zero Mission or anything like that. And enjoyed the hell out of it. So, I would love to see that that AM2R though. I, I bet it's, I bet it's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's definitely one I'm gonna I'm gonna find. I did do uh, the Metroid, uh, two remake that was on the 3DS. Uh-huh. I think it was last year. I beat that.
0: Okay. And you played all you, the way through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. I, I loved it.
0: There was something with the like Perry thing that just it didn't go with me at the time I don't I wasn't in the right mindset for that but it was beautiful I remember how good it looked mm-hmm. so it, it stayed up all the way through you enjoyed it
1: oh yeah some of those boss fights
0: <laughs> were absolutely crazy I'm trying as, to say. as in cheap or just intense or what
1: uh I mean some of it could be cheap and then you have to you know, if you'd never played the original, or and you know this one's it is a remake, so there there's a few things that are a little different, but you have yeah, to right. feel your way around, just like most of these games. Yeah. And I mean, this one guides you where to go, but as far as enemies, you still gotta you still gotta figure out exactly what you need to do.
0: Yeah. It's not a uh, go here and do this and you immediately know what to do as far as... Well, Metroid is, is infamous for gating off progress unless you have a certain item or mm-hmm. you have a certain ability to beat that enemy type thing.
1: And, and most somewhere en-
0: with that. <laughs> but most
1: enemies, you know, they telegraph their attack and after a little bit of playing, you know what they're going to do. Yeah. But it's, you know, figuring exactly what to do on some of these larger bosses because a lot of the Metroids... They're, they're copy-paste, you know. You're fighting the same different little Metroid over and over, just different
0: color scheme.
1: Yeah. But some of the, the larger bosses are a little bit,
0: l- little bit more in-depth. I can remember on Game Boy, on that original version, I would kite them. Like, I would try to get them stuck behind. If the geometry of that level had, like, a platform or something and they were on the other side of that, I would try to kite them to where I could get them stuck, like, on the top of that or... Like they came out of shells in that first Game Boy game, so if you could get them stuck back on that shell, like they would get, they would just be sitting there. and The sprite would be freaking out, and you could, I mean, you could spam them that way. And that was sometimes that was the easiest way, but you could run from them. Like you could go to the next screen and be okay in that game. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, here's where I was going with this. Um, uh, Metroid Fusion, when you fought the the Shadow Samus or whatever it was at the end, and she kicked my ass over and over and over until you. You figure out that super bomb combo or whatever it was. And I was just like, okay, am I not supposed to be here? Like this is where <laughs> Metroid fusion would kind of tell you where to go. Like it would have a blinking thing on your map and it would lead you up there. And, you know, an event would happen. Like at that point the, the screen would start shaking and then she would attack you. And it's like, all right, I guess I'm not ready for this. So I got to get more health packs or energy boost or something like something's not right here. Um, Just real quick before we go into news, like your top five, Let's give a let's give about you like maybe top five. These are your go. Okay, it doesn't have to be the best games. That's we're known for that at no No, podcast. Like your comfort food. It can be it can be Metroid Two. That it's not mine. I I did beat that game, but you know, just something you want to go back to or something you really enjoy and you can slip into and just play ten minutes of and get back out. What are the What are the defining Brant McKee titles?
1: Uh, probably anything from my childhood. Um, So, growing up, uh, my first console was uh, the NES. So, no matter what day, what time, I could always go back to Super Mario Brothers and just pick it up and play for for a little while. Golden. Uh, And I think, you know, I think you mentioned in a podcast uh, a while ago how you you put that in the hands of your daughters, and they, you know, just figured it out, and they loved it. yeah. It's a game that and, it and is, just it's
0: slowly timeless. that perfect level design of okay I guess I have to go to the right and there's a mushroom looking thing it's walking oh it killed me I have to start over and it just teaches you all right mm-hmm. you can, now you can jump on its head and it, it just goes from there that's, that's a great example it's it's timeless
1: and then uh, Legend of Zelda also
0: for the NES the original still, huh I've only yeah. beat that one time and. It was years ago, man. I was in high school. Like, we didn't turn off the Nintendo. We were afraid we'd lose our save or something. We just played <laughs> all the way through.
1: I think I've maybe only beaten it once, but there's sometimes I just pick it up. I'll run through a dungeon or two. Yep. And then I, usually something else happens and I forget about it. And <laughs> then I you come back it. to it and just restart you play again. Those
0: first two dungeons, and you're like, oh, yep, that's Legend of Zelda. All right. Yep. I'm glad it's still, it's still what I thought it was. It's going to something else.
1: <laughs> um,. But then, you know, my next console was PlayStation 1, and I was very much a PlayStation kid. Excellent. So, um, Crash Bandicoot, uh, I
0: think, was one of my first games on the system. It's about time we got a new Crash. Mm-hmm. I'll come up later. Foreshadowing. And
1: there's been times where I just sit down, pop that game in, and play for hour, hour and a half, and just see how far I can get. And, the first And one? how quick I can, yeah.
0: Did the remaster feel a little off to you with the hit boxes and jumps and things like that? <sighs> Extremely. Yeah.
1: It's like Anybody who there... knows
0: that game is like...
1: Mm. There's there. I remember popping that game in, I was so excited, you know, it up, updated, whatever, and then get in, <laughs> play World 1, and I go, I'm, I'm doing everything like this looks great, it's playing great, and then it's all of gorgeous. a sudden I go to... I go to make a jump, and then
0: yeah. I fall. Yep. I'm like, same. What the hell was that? Exact same, and I'm looking around like, all right, the, everything about this game is is exactly what I thought it was. What it, you know? What version have you all given me to where it's it's it, it, this is the, like the Dark Souls version of Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> which was already hard, but uh, I've made that jump uh, uh, five thousand times in my life. Yeah. Why am, why am I missing that jump now at this point?
1: And I, and I I remember. Trying to do it at least two to three more times and falling and just being like, okay, I've I've made this jump for twenty plus years. Yeah. What the hell is going on, hey,
0: people? I have two decades of making of completing this task. Why why am I getting hung up now? Is it because is it because it's in forty? Uh, hello, mm-hmm. is it is this the is it because it's in four K? Is what I meant? Is this is it yeah. the four K crash? Is that what's wrong? I had the same reaction, man.
1: But I mean, after you got adjusted to it. It, it was a very good game
0: more of a reimagining of sorts you know once you once you just checked into all right it's based off of what i knew and loved it's not the same game again I me and you can break out that original and pop it in and experience that same thing this is for this is for a new generation or now people on switch people on steam people on xbox that that crash insane trilogy came to everything
1: mm-hmm. uh, and then I mean, really, one of the only other things that comes to mind immediately, um, probably maybe even my top game of all time, would be Castlevania Symphony of the Night.
0: There we go. I was going to say, there's got to be an RPG in there, and it was not quite the RPG I was <laughs> I was asking for, but yeah, there, there it is. That's a Metroidvania
1: with RPG elements.
0: Metroidvania. I've seen you play the Saturn one, so I, I do know this is, a, this is a, a big title on your list.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember y- you were sitting there watching me, and then I just, uh, I think it was playing as Maria, and I just started doing some of the inputs to see if she would do some of the different, like, do a different move or spells, mm-hmm. and you started, you were like, what the hell did you just do? Because <laughs> she did, like, some kind of crazy kick or, like, flew across the screen, and, uh But, yeah, no matter... No matter what, I, I can always go back to that game, and I love going through it.
0: Symphony of the Night, yeah. I know you got Bloodstained on your list, so I'm excited to hear what you how you think that one compares to it. Did you like any of those other Igavanias, like the Circle of the Moon and uh, the GBA and DS ones? Did you get your hands on those?
1: Uh, yes. I, I recently... Um, by recently, it was probably a few years ago, went ahead and purchased... Um, the all the ones that were on the Game Boy Advance. Uh, I've had the, the DS ones for a while, um, and I think I've I've always started them, and then something came up. Mm-hmm. But that was, of course, when I was younger. Now that I've gotten older, it's so <laughs> it's so much harder to play a lot of games just by sitting down, turning on the console and everything. So, I mean, my my main go-to is the Switch or um, my PS Vita. I'm a huge Vita fan.
0: Still on Vita Island.
1: Ugh. And and Portable is where it's at.
0: Yeah. I'm right there with you. Working adults, uh, parents, it's a whole another level of uh, trying to break free and the guilt that comes with trying to be isolated in game and, and that kind of stuff, so... I'm right there with you. There's a lot of experiences from this generation that i I feel like I've I haven't missed but because I've had other things going on, but I haven't been able to, you know, I don't I can't put away 40 hours in God of War or 35 in Spider-Man out of nowhere. And I always wondered when I worked game retail, like, man, I'm loving all these RPGs and I can put twenty hours into Twilight Princess over a Friday and a Saturday. Like, why are these people so hung up on Madden and and uh, at the time, you know, Call of Duty wasn't a thing. It was like, you know, Battlefield on PC and things like that. Like, why are these people coming and buying these? It's the same game, and they're just they're just going in there and talking to their friends and playing the same thing. And now I'm 33, and those are the those are the comfort things that I slide into. Like, mm. I don't want to get into God of War, but I could probably play oh, five hours of Halo. I mean, what you plan for one hour of Halo, and it turns into five and a half. You're looking at your watch like, oh, it's 2 in the morning. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you on that. All right, anything newer? Your, your newest game on your list is Castlevania Symphony of the Night from uh, <laughs> 1996 when you were five years old. Has anything come out in the past 25 years that has uh, has made an impact on you?
1: Oh, uh, plenty. Um, probably one of the one of the newest games that I love uh, is Cuphead. Okay, um, I played Cuphead. a little bit of that
0: with you. That's probably the last yes. time I played it.
1: I, I I remember being at your house, and I had seen Cuphead a few times. Thought it was thought it looked like a really great game, really ga- great concept. And then you said, "Well, you know, I have it. I've never played it. Let's let's play it. Let's fire it up." So we did, and I loved it. And now I've I own it on Xbox. I own it on Switch. And it's one of those games where I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up, uh, I'll get to a certain point, it starts getting frustrating, and before I just get extremely mad at it, I just go, all right, I'll come back to it later. Yep. And it, that was fun, sits, that's
0: Cuphead. Yeah. Before and, you get to, fuck this game, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> and it sits for
1: a couple weeks, and or a month, you know, however long, and then I'll... I'll scrolling through my games and like, oh, Cuphead you know, and I'll pick it back up and I'll play and I know, at least on the Switch version since, again, I said portable is where it's at Yeah. Um, I am at the final fight and I've gotten through several stages of that final fight and it is fucking ludicrous.
0: Just crazy, huh? Oh, yeah. But I'm cheap almost there. Or cheap or you just have to hone your skill just that little bit more to get over the edge?
1: Or a mix of both. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, Cuphead's a little column A, little column B. There's sometimes yeah. where you're like, there's no way that that fucking touched me. There's right. no way
0: that touched me. Uh, Crash Bandicoot hitbox all over again. <laughs>
2: like, oh, oh yeah.
0: I don't know about that. Let's, let's replay that if we can. Cuphead, well, I think it's designed to be like that though. You know, it's the the lore is not that deep, and it's basically a boss rush, so you can just jump in and out and and get whatever tidbit of that you want at the time. And, and especially on switch, you just turn it off, pick it back up when you want to.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I could, I mean, if you want newer games, I could sit here forever. Uh, I could go into everything from gravity rush to, I mean,
2: the oh, God, Bioshock, rush.
1: uh, the Bioshock series, uh, all the, especially the recent God of war. Um, the spider-man on playstation was great um oh gosh toe jam and earl a
0: game you turned me on to which one uh back in the groove or you playing the old one
1: um uh, both uh both are great games
0: i'm down anytime you send me hey i'm playing uh toe jam and earl on steam xbox uh playstation the new one on playstation switch anything i'll drop everything i'm doing i'll play to some damn toe jam and earl i love that i love that series (laughs) They're great.
1: Oh, and I could, I mean, I could give you a list of a games mile long. Um, no more heroes. I mean, just. You excited for the uh, new one,
0: the Switch one coming out?
1: Yes. Yes. It'll be interesting. I'm sure. I can't imagine that game without a little bit of motion control in it. So i I, I would assume that he's going to have some kind of gyro or something in there.
0: There would be some kind of like throwback input method. Mm-hmm. I seem to remember a, a friend. I was still working retail when that first one came out, but a friend of mine got it and was big into it because that was in the like drought of Wii software, and this was like an exclusive. All right, you got to have the Wii to play this, and you know, full nunchuck and all that. He said there was a bunch of dick jokes and stuff like that. Do you think they'll still hold up? <laughs> Do You think they'll still hold up today? Like in that universe, does that work still? Travis I don't touchdown. Know.
1: It it'll be interesting, cause I know I um. I'll I'll go into that later uh, about my Wii U, um, but oh, I I did pop in, uh, the first No More Heroes and play a little bit of it. Okay, and um. About gosh, I guess two weeks ago now, mm-hmm. and uh, just playing through that first level. I mean, there's. You know, certain pictures on the walls and certain dialogue that I'm like, uh, you know, would this
0: be okay? Uh, this hasn't but... aged well. <laughs> that radar's going off. Like, mm, this is no longer acceptable in any capacity.
1: But he's always been like that. I mean, it's true. The, he what was it? Killer, Killer Seven, and mm-hmm. um, Lollipop Chainsaw, and
0: Shadows he's, of he's, the Damned
1: yep always
0: off the wall semi-crass so yep. Yeah. hey that's his universe he makes it and esrb rates it and releases it and parents I lost you for a this second will, this will all happen this is the joys of skype and uh an off-site recording
1: damn you COVID 19
0: yeah, we can't uh, be face to face or we'd we'll be sitting across the table from each other with a mask on with uh, muffled voices in the microphone, <laughs> which is no good for anybody. All right. We're 30 minutes in, young man. You ready to go into some news? Yes, sir. All right. after a week of teasing, they finally showed us that Star Wars Squadrons. It's coming out October 2nd for PS4, Xbox One and PC. It's going to support. Uh, this news comes from Gamatsu. Uh, it's going to feature cross and virtual reality, headset support. So I'll probably be doing a stream of this when it comes out, because uh, they've also since announced it's going to support the Hotas controllers, and I bought one of those for Ace Combat this past year that uh, a friend of the show, Russell, was on a stream using. So I might do headset and uh, and Hotas controller on that. What do you think about that there, Star Wars Squadrons, Brant?
1: Uh, I know when it, when it first came up, and I just watched the trailer, um, I thought it looked beautiful uh and i'm i'm a pretty mm-hmm. big uh star wars fan myself um but I, I watched the trailer and i was like it doesn't really explain that much i see you know five different pilots for both both different sides so i was like but is it just a pure flight sim is there a story is it only multiplayer right um but i i was definitely my, my curiosity was piqued
0: uh, they since elaborated. There was an update during the. I don't think I have that in the Scamazu article, but there was a uh, an update during the EA Play event that we're going to go over later on. But they did flesh out that it will have a single player. Uh, they're going big on the multiplayer. It's a five on five. It seems like you know each pilot that you pick is going to have custom perks and and abilities and things like that. It it kind of seems, and I, I I heard this pointed out somewhere else, but it kind of seems built for esports. Like this is going to be this is something they want to be a big thing. But I was very yeah. excited to hear that the single player supports uh, VR in that Hodes controller, and it's only forty bucks. We don't usually get these uh, AAA esque titles at a budget price. Yeah, it's d- October. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was just saying. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you wanted to wait till later to touch on that, but but yeah, I mean after they elaborated and what it from what it sounds like. No microtransactions. Um, that you, you know, customize your character for both sides and you play an alternating storyline going through and uh, you unlock all all the different ships. I mean, they had a- the, the, the Y-Bombers and the X-Wings and I know I'm speaking Greek to you, you're not really a Star Wars guy. <laughs> but I mean, there was, there was uh, characters in there that, you know kind of little Easter eggs that the big Star Wars fans would would get a get a big kick out of seeing them just appear in the game and it it got me that that presentation during uh, EA was it it had me hook line and sinker
0: it it solidified it for you huh because oh, that yeah. was more of a gameplay trailer it wasn't it wasn't a teaser like we got earlier in the week mm-hmm uh, see if there's anything else in that Gamatsu article. Get in the cockpit. It seems like a good balance um, of like the. I wasn't a PC gamer at that time, so like the X-wing and Tie Fighter titles, they were more like Super Sim versus the Rogue Squadron. Like when I saw Squadrons, I was like, all right, a new a new Rogue Squadron, because I was just a I'm just a console peasant who likes his arcadey flying Star Wars, you know, from the '64 and GameCube, what I grew up with. But it seems like a good mix of those two.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people were expecting, you know, is this going to be a reboot of, uh, you know, that arcade feel that a mm-hmm. lot of people were used to with the the consoles. Um, but then seeing this, it's, it's something different entirely. It's this, you know, battleground where you get to talk and, uh, you know, with your teammates... Before you go in and, and pick your loadouts and talk strategy, and then you know there's all these different game types where it's just regular battles, or it's you know you're fighting all these big fleets of ships, and there's there's a lot to this game, and it it like you said, it looks like it's going to be kind of this this mesh between realistic but more just pure fun,
0: still approachable. Yes. Yep. I hope they find that right balance of uh you know easy to pick up to learn and hard to master that that type of thing. Um, like you mentioned, no microtransactions. Can you imagine EA coming out with a Star Wars game that had loot boxes? How how do you think that would go over in uh, the year of our Lord 2020? Hmm.
1: I think maybe they tried that before and maybe it didn't go over so
0: well. Uh, not so hot. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, plenty of documentation about that in the past. Uh, moving on, our next story. You brought this one to my attention, sir. Uh, Sega's Game Gear Micro is, uh, has been announced by Sega. This is not exactly what you think it is. This story comes from The Verge. There's four different models, and they are $50 a piece, and they each come with four of their own exclusive games. You want to take any of these news bits?
1: Um, I can. Shoot. Uh, I know I'll absolutely massacre some of the some of the names if we go into that but it's so they announced first they just Ooh, showed the there's picture. some heavy
0: japanese names in here
1: oh yeah uh but first they just showed the picture of the the guy holding it and people got mm. it, were a little confused um and somewhat excited like okay well you know it's a that's a little little too small you know, but I, I'm with I'm with Sega. This, you know, I, I like the Game Gear. There's a lot of Game Gear games that uh, people champion the Game Gear a lot. Um, and then they came out and said, oh, there's going to be four different models. There's going to be uh, they're all going to be different colors. And then they said, well, each one has exactly four games on it.
0: That's the kicker, man. That, that's killer. Imagine if uh, Nintendo had done this with their, with their classic or like a Turbo Express, or not Turbo Express. Bad example. We are talking micro portable consoles, though. Just imagine if they had fragmented like the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo amongst amongst libraries. I know. And so... for only four games, you mentioned it's small. Uh, the Verge notes it's eighty millimeters by forty three millimeters by twenty millimeters, which whatever. With a 1.15 inch display, that we can imagine. Yeah. Uh, the Game Boy Micro had a two inch display, so it's half the damn Game Boy Micro, which was already too small to. You remember Reggie Fissome holding that up in, at E3, and it was like right in the middle of his palm. Yeah. <laughs> Swallowed it. Oh, but
1: fear not, Richard. If you pre-order all of them, you could actually potentially <laughs> play them in. <laughs> And actually see them with the add-on that they have.
0: The (laughs) big window magnifying glass.
1: Yes. Not even a joke.
0: That's ridiculous. That's only if you buy all four of them and you get that thing included.
1: Yeah. Well, they even came out with a special collector's edition, uh, which even had a uh, a fifth uh, color added to um, the collection. I I didn't see it in this article.
0: I don't either. What does that one it, have on it?
1: Uh, it's a smoke gray. Um, so it's that clear, okay. and it is um purely just a model of replica. It is not playable. It doesn't have anything on it. It's yeah. Why? It's purely the aesthetic. It's it's purely to say that I'm a collector. I bought all of them and. Here's here's my proof.
0: Dude, I love the Game Gear. I went through a Game Gear collecting phase of my own. I've got, like, new capacitors to open mine and solder new capacitors on the board and everything. Never gotten around to doing it. I don't know any of the Game Gear games that I would go to this length <laughs> to have to have portable on a non-playable novelty device. Especially with the games you get. Let's the see... Block- we- The black one comes with... You got that list? Yeah. Okay. So
1: the the black one is Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, and Royal Stone.
0: Okay, I know three of those four, and three of those four are excellent. I don't know about Royal Stone.
1: Yeah, I've never... Not really ever heard of Royal Stone.
0: Mm -mm. Mm-mm.
1: There's a blue variant, uh, and the blue variant has uh, (laughs) Sonic Chaos. (laughs) Uh... Gunstar Heroes...
0: Which, uh, that's a surprise to me. I didn't know there was a Game Gear port of Gunstar Heroes.
1: Yeah, I I hadn't heard of that before this. Uh, Sylvan Tail... And Baku Baku Animal.
0: I have Baku Baku for Saturn, and it's like a puzzle game. I I wonder if it's similar to that on Game Gear. All right, good luck with the yellow one.
1: (laughs) So the yellow Game Gear Micro... um, which we've already talked about how ridiculously small the display is, uh, is full of Japanese
0: RPGs. Which will be easily readable on the 1.15-inch screen, for sure. yeah.
1: You'll be reading your your small text uh, for your games of uh, Shining Force Gaiden. Uh,
0: Uh, We're going to let you get out of this and say there's three Shining Force games (laughs) on the Game Boy (laughs) Micro Yellow.
1: It's, it's basically Shine, Shining Force Gaiden, uh, Shining Force 2, and Shining Force Gaiden uh, Final Conflict.
0: <laughs> which um, is Director's Cut, maybe?
1: I uh, Got me. And then uh, Nazupuyu Aru no Ryu. You did perfect. Uh, which that was wonderful. I'm not sure about that one. Um, but I'm sure none of those have any English translation. Nope. Uh, I don't remember
0: Shining... I think there was one English Shining Force for Game Gear.
1: And Let's see. Then the last one is uh, the Red Version, um, which has Revelations, uh, the Demon Slayer.
0: Which um, is the last book of the Bible. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of...
1: Yeah, speaking of the Bible, uh, going along with the same theme, they have Megumi Tensei uh, Gaiden... Last Bible special.
0: Of course, this is the uh, religious red version of the Game Gear Mini. Uh,
1: I think that one's just a uh, special edition of like a Bible ebook. Um,
0: you hold it no, sideways and uh, read it. You hit A to go to the next page.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finishing off, we have uh, the Game Gear Shinobi and Columns, which uh, Columns is the like Tetris. Light game,
0: I love columns. It is it is truly a religious experience. Rounding out the uh, the holy red version of the Game Gear Mini,
1: and we we don't have a U.S. or European release on these uh, so far. It's they've only been announced for um, for Japan, um, and they instead of running off of six. AA batteries... Um,
0: <laughs> for 30 minutes.
1: Or for 30 minutes. Um, they've gone to two AAA batteries. Uh, and it does have a, uh, a USB charging, uh, just in case, you know, you want to grab your charger and sit by the wall and, you know...
0: Uh, that <laughs> could like be okay, because you yeah. have these portable power banks now. Like, you could, you could feasibly... You remember the Game Gear like Ion battery thing they had that you could carry around? Well, it wasn't yeah. lithium-ion. It was something else. But you would have to plug that thing into the wall and charge cool. it and then take it out and about. Yep, That's the equivalent to that. I'm, I'm surprised they don't have a Sega Game Gear licensed uh, USB power bank that you can yeah. carry around. Because it'll power that Genesis Mini, too. Hey, they mm-hmm. need to make the, the power strip we were talking about earlier in the episode. They need to make that with a power bank with the Sega going down it. Uh, oh, but, the Game uh, Gear Mini, what a mess.
1: And and each one is $50. 50
0: bucks, man, for basically a novelty. I can't see you really sitting down and playing. Maybe Columns, but I, I love Columns, so I would yeah. I would sit there and play that on. But it doesn't require, like, precision, you know. It's left, right, down, and, and flipping the blocks around, or the jewels. Mm-hmm. Boom, 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 boom. I talked to my brother. There's a long history on the podcast of me Spending my brother's money at Funko Land and Columns was one of those games where, you know, like pre internet, I would get some game magazine or retro magazine and be like, All right, dude, we need a to buy- Toe Jam and Earl is one of those. He's like, This game looks stupid. We get to Funko Land. This game looks stupid. And I already spent my money. I decided what I wanted. I was like, No, dude, we need to get this. But I steered us towards uh, Columns, Toe Jam and Earl, Kirby's Adventure he really didn't have any interest in Kirby's adventure because Kirby on the NES, remember he was like that giant blown out looking Kirby, like the art just looked weird. And he had Kirby's pinball land on game boy. And I was like, this is different. It's not a pinball game. It's like an adventure. You, you can, uh, grab the enemies. I don't think you could take their abilities in that first one. Could you? No, you could Uh, in that one. Yeah, you could. It just was like five different enemy types or something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was like, you gotta buy this, all right? And he's—I would talk to him into spending his money on whatever it was I had researched. Oh, but uh, hopefully we get some sort of—I mean, the Game Gear has a legacy. If, if not, people keep pointing out that it was on the 3DS Virtual Console. You know, bring those games to Switch or something. I would happily buy a Game Gear collection for sixty dollars that had these games on it, and you know, a few more would be perfectly fine.
1: I mean, if nothing else, Sega Ages is a thing.
0: Yeah. Get those uh, masters at M2 to bring those over and, and get the perfect emulation like they do.
1: Oh, we didn't even talk about that, but yes, M2 is uh, supposed to be doing the emulation for these devices.
0: Oh, they are. I hadn't seen yes. that. Where that's good. Because they did that. Did you get the Turbo Graphics?
1: No, did you able to get one. I, I wasn't able to grab one. That's one of the ones on the list, though. I need to grab it.
0: We need to stream some co-op because I I pre-ordered like a year ago and I I finally got mine and the turbo tap came in and the extra controller came in. So we can we can do two players and I played I could have put it in in games play, but it was just kind of bouncing in between each game. But it was, you know, it's the fact of this is a hundred dollar device and all of a sudden you have these games that are like two hundred dollars on their own. So it's like finally, okay, here I am. I'm on a turbo pad. the, The controller feels really good and everything. But I played Blazing Lasers literally until my my hand was cramping. Like I had the Nintendo <laughs> cramp of you know sliding back and forth with that shooter. There's so many great shooters on that Turbo uh, Mini, and Rondo of Bloods on there. Uh, Blood is on there, so I know you you'd be a big fan of that one too. Oh yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, Crash Bandicoot was one of your all-time favorite games. We may be getting a new one soon, according to Gamatsu. Activision sends out mysterious Crash Bandicoot puzzle to members of the press. New game announcement likely incoming. And uh, IGN posted a picture of them putting the puzzle together. And the bottom of the article says, stay tuned. But we've since gotten an update, thanks to the Taiwan Ratings Board, which I believe gives us a lot of information. Pull up this article from Eurogamer.net. That game is called... Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Sounds right, huh?
1: Yeah. It's been how many years since we've had a a new Crash Bandicoot?
0: Man, there was that. You know, after uh, Universal and, and when Insomniac, it was Naughty Dog. After mm-hmm. Naughty Dog and Cerny Games and then we're done with it, it just, it just reverted to Universal and whatever studio that they put on it. And Activision. It's been since uh, you know we got that remaster and it was a huge seller, but it's been what since three sixty they had like a crash mutated or something like he had yeah
1: and stuff. They, they had... had was it crash twin sanity and
0: mm-hmm. crash
1: of the titans and uh, a crash few of the, other games that's the one
0: I'm thinking of when I first uh, when I first. Started dating my now wife. She was trying to get into games for some reason. Like, that had never been a thing of hers. Uh, A friend had given her a 360, and that's all she knew was, like, I used to like Crash. I used to play Crash. And she went and got one of those. Uh, I think it was the Titans one. And she was telling me, like, what happened to Crash? This is not not what I used to play. Like, she remembered the, you know, they called it Sonic's ass. Like, you're just going away from the camera. Like, that's what she was familiar with. Um, as spotted by Gematsu wow Gematsu is the source for the Eurogamer article Crash Bandicoot 4 it's about time is listed on the website for both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One Uh, there's box art up Uh, it's developed by Toys for Bob who made the Spyro Reignited Trilogy and they did the Crash Trilogy right that seems kind of weird they would point out the Spyro thing yeah uh, the game synopsis says Crash is relaxing and exploring his island in his time, 1998, when he finds a mysterious mask hidden away in a cave, Lanny Loli. The mask is one of the Quantum Masks and apparently knows Aku Aku, Crash's mask friend. With the Quantum Masks reuniting and a quantum rift appearing near our heroes, they decide to bravely head through to different times and dimensions to stop whoever is responsible. Which sounds kind of like Crash Bandicoot Warped, the third one. A little bit, yeah. Which was good as hell, so. Oh, <laughs> if Yeah. If you're gonna dip back into them, uh, go to the one where you go in between time periods. This sounds uh, very exciting, sir, and, and it seems like June 22nd will be the first big unveiling of that.
1: I know a lot of people were wondering with the uh, the PS5 show, uh, was there going to be a, a crash reveal? Mm-hmm. And Sony's had you know that semi exclusivity with. You know, the the first uh, Crash remake, um, and then they unveiled uh, the CTR remake uh, yep. at the, at one of their shows. So, but uh, we didn't. I came see and went, man.
0: I forget all about Crash Team Racing. It just kind of came and went. I bought it and got my ass kicked the first couple times I played it, and was like, nope.
1: <laughs> yeah, Crash Team Racing is no Mario Kart. It's way different.
0: And I went in expecting Mario Kart, and it was not.
1: See, and and I loved it, uh, up until the point where they started microtransactioning the hell out of that game. They, you know, added so much to that game, and a lot of people got angry about that.
0: Right. That was not, uh, you know, a, a game like that, like a Mario Kart, you get everything on disc, and... Even though we had to pay for the DLC on the Wii U Mario Kart, it was like, you know, fifteen or twenty dollars, whatever it was, and we knew exactly what we were getting both times. So it seems to kind of fragment your your uh, user base. Oh, that was the one they added they added that stuff in after the reviews and all that, if I remember right.
1: Yeah. It was the game released, it was reviewed, it was out for <sighs> probably at least a solid month mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden bam it just they it <laughs> they did an update and then there was all of these microtransactions.
0: sucks man the, the thing that this generation and even a little bit in the one before as a preservationist of sort i like knowing that that disc that i have is the game i can pop that in at any time just like you can symphony of the night all these years later and that's just not the case with physical media anymore, unfortunately. You don't know what version you're getting. Uh, an exclusion, apparently, is a Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, I installed it the day it came out, and I've never been able to get around to it. And I fired up my PlayStation the other day and tried to update it, and it was it says, version is current 1.00. Hmm. So I don't think there's been any patches or bug fixes or anything for that Final Fantasy VII Remake, which is good with me. Yeah. Even if things are delayed, like, you know... We didn't put it news but Cyberpunk's been delayed from September to November I think it is.
1: Uh yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe it was November.
0: And uh may- I mean that's that one's going to get patches and updates so that's not one of those scenarios but it seems like they've prepped that for a next gen side-by-side release for sure.
1: Yeah. And you know, as a as a kid you don't, at least I did every time they'd say something was delayed you'd get you'd kind of get mad you're like well you know they they said it was going to come out then you know why can't they just release it and yeah but as you know as i got older you know i kind of understood more and was like you know what i don't care if they delay it for a while as long as they get it polished as uh it, let them take their time you know right. at the end of the day it's their baby and, you know, I'm just I'm going to support them if I really want to buy it. You know, if if something like a delay makes you angry enough to be like, well, now I just don't want to buy the game
0: or you know something like that, then you need to chill out <laughs> big time. And we're now getting you know, we don't get those we don't get news of those delays from uh, an episode or uh, an issue of EGM, you know, once it's already three weeks old or anything like that. We get it. Oh, yeah. We get it from the studio immediately. So you get all these Twitter reactions and and because of that insight, we now have inside baseball like Jason Schreier type stuff where we've we've learned what people went through to give us those experiences that we like. And it's just not worth it, man, under the crunch that people go through and and the culture that can be in those studios where they're it's hurting their health and breaking their families apart and things like that for our entertainment. It's like, nope, take your time. It's not worth all of that stuff. We can we can wait. I'm sure there's a part of The Witcher I have not explored yet. I can wait for your. I can. Ex- I can find that while I'm waiting for your next game. Uh, speaking of finding stuff in hidden areas, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. We've gotten a, a little bit more of an update from that PlayStation Five event where there was a little bit of confusion. Like, you know, is this an expansion? Is this its own thing? Is this a remaster? And. Um, Sony has elaborated. This is uh, via Gamatsu. Uh, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales is a standalone game that lets players experience the rise of Miles Morales. My page shifted. As he discovers the new powers that set him apart from his mentor, Peter Parker. It is set one year after the events of Marvel Spider Man. Just before Christmas break, a war between an energy corporation and a high tech criminal army has broken out, and Miles' new home in Harlem is at the heart of the battle. So, um,. You'll experience a full story arc with Miles, one that's more akin to a game like Uncharted The Lost Legacy in terms of overall scope. Horton said Marvel's Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, what a hell of a title, is an important, heartfelt, emotional and essential experience to expanding the Marvel Spider-Man universe. And we hope it will be for you as well. So that answers the back and forth of is it, isn't it, we know exactly what it is. And I have not played Uncharted Lost Legacy, but anyone who I know who is an Uncharted fan ranks that very highly in their Uncharted lore uh, rankings. Have you have you played that one at all, sir? Yes. Um, you have played Lost Legacy.
1: I've played Lost Legacy, and I've played uh, Marvel's Spider-Man and all of the DLC. Oh, And.
0: Up?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Miles played a, a pretty big role in the, the Spider-Man game, um and there's events in that game that lead up to this um to where you know miles is now going to be kind of this this up-and-coming uh new spider-man where you know he's he's got to get used to his powers he's uh constantly calling peter saying hey you know uh, you said we could train today you said we could do this you know we still on oh i've got questions about something or he's getting into mischief like uh you know i accidentally am on the ceiling now or you know something crazy you know where he's he's just trying to come into his own and i know a lot of people were uh didn't know 100% they were like oh it's is this just a DLC and then
0: yeah there is, was some confusion it, coming out of that show
1: yeah and they you know oh is it it's 100% its own game and then somebody uh, came out kind of rained back uh, their expectations it was like oh, this is kind of more of a remaster uh, of the first game and then now we're at the point where we're at now where they're like this this is its own game it's still in the universe of of the first game. It takes place pretty much directly after, but it's it's not this as big of an experience, right? This this game has been in development, I believe, uh, two years because after they wrapped Marvel Spider-Man, they started on this, and it's possible that you know Uncharted Lost Legacy wasn't a sixty dollar game. This may be a more Uh, a cheaper game, and you still get the... um, You might not get the 10, 12, 16-hour experience, um, but you get a solid game that's, you know, maybe only eight hours or so, but it's a solid game, good gameplay, and it's still a great experience, great story.
0: And it's next-gen. They're promising ray tracing and, like, whole redone native 4k models and all that kind of stuff too
1: Mm -hmm. and they're saying that this uh is going to take place uh during the winter time so it's a different style of new york than we saw in the previous game so there's Mm -hmm. snow and there's going to be probably different particle effects for snowflakes and all this other i I, there's no doubt in my mind this game is going to be amazing it's going to look great as well
0: that ps4 one was gorgeous i didn't i didn't get far into it but it was beautiful oh yeah and why not use those assets? You already have them. You have the, all these service games that, uh, you know, they'll expand upon the next season and change some things here and there, but they use those same core assets. You've spent all these man hours and time and energy and all that creating these. Keep it going. I've always admired that Far Cry. Far Cry has has been doing since, I guess it was four. You had four and then you had Primal where they kind of, you know, flipped everything in and out. And then you had five, and you had five New Dawn, I think it was called, where they they use those same assets and and put that you know apocalyptic twist on it. So good for them, give us that same area, you know, native PS5 stuff, new character, new story missions. That's sure, that's what everybody wants, right? Mhm. Uh, another thing everyone wanted was Persona 4 Golden on another platform, and they got it on PC. Uh, came to Steam, was it last week? 13th? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is kind of a big deal, because it's been stuck on Vita. The, the Vita has <laughs> never been mentioned this much on this podcast, except for tonight. That's your, your influence, sir. If, oh, yeah. if something magical happens about the Vita in the next couple of weeks, it'll be because you summoned it from the depths. But uh, is this one of your favorite Vita games? Have you tried the Persona 4 Golden before?
1: Uh, I own this on Vita. Um, mm-hmm. But... I've always wanted to try and get with somebody that ha- has had experience with the persona games. Cause I always hear great things, yeah. but, uh, we're at persona five and I'm, I, I want to know, should I wait? Should I pick up my PlayStation classic and play the first one and then get the second one and then pick up the PSP and, and, and play uh, persona three and then go to Golden and then to 5? Or, you know, is it one of those games where you can just... uh, it doesn't matter. Each game has its own story.
0: I'm uh, pretty sure they're all standalones. Like, this all different protagonists and stuff like that. They just have unifying uh, char- characteristics. Like, cho- you know, Chocobos in Final Fantasy 7. Or a character named Sid. Like it- and starting with 3, they started the social links and things like that. Like, I've played a little bit of 3. I played Golden every day for like a month... I think when it first came out, I was, uh, I was supporting and, but it was, it was one of those, like you're mentioning in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm playing this wrong. Like I have this whole day to myself and there's nobody in this house to talk to. Like, I can't go to school. It's Saturday. And there was just, it was like, do I go to bed? And the cat's telling me to go to bed. And it's like, am I playing this right? Like, was it a cat in that one? There was a bear or something that would tell me to go to bed and you would get sucked into the TV. I don't know. I just remember the style, the music, um, the RPG was the gameplay of it was kind of so-so, but it was just it was so s- stylized, and the story was dark. There was murders and stuff. Um, if you have it on Vita, I don't think these are there's like any improvements. It's not like a director's cut or anything. Gamatsu um, notes: enjoy gameplay with variable frame rates. Experience the world of Persona on PC in full high definition. Uh, Steam achievements and trading cards, and choose between Japanese and English voiceovers. So I don't think that as a like a defining addition over the Vita one. And as, as much of a portable gamer as you seem, like it seems to fit your schedule and and gameplay style and all that, might just stick with the Vita one. The Steam one is just a, a you know it's access for more people. The Vita is not yeah. readily available, so. The more people that can get their hands on this game, especially that new audience that Persona Five opened up, and you just had Royal come out what, two months ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: there, there's nothing bad about putting this game in the in the hands of more people, because like you said, it's it's been stuck on the Vita
0: for for several years. Yeah, stranded on Vita, Vita Island. <laughs> And I know you as a, as a fan of our podcast and, and friends of ours that uh, we don't play fanboyism on here. So we're always down for good titles like that going to other platforms.
1: No, I, yeah. uh, I got over my fanboyism for a long time ago.
0: Yeah. As soon as uh, it seems like it's, I don't know that I ever had it because by that time I was able to have something I had, I was able to get everything. So, like, we we got a 64 for Christmas. I think I had a PlayStation six months later so I could get Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid and these other things. So, I don't think that ever really hit us like that. And I had a Game Boy, and the Game Boy beat everything. Everything else had color, but Game yeah. Boy was where it was at, man. Everybody had a Game Boy. I, did, I knew one person with a Game Gear, and I knew a kid on the bus that had that VR, R-Zone, Toys R Us, like, red thing that would come around the... Oh wow. Do you remember that at all? Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? It had a Batman was Forever weird. game. It was extra I think it was a Tiger Electronics thing. But uh yeah, the the fanboy stuff is is not our cup of tea. We like games everywhere. Unless it's a new Alex Kidd game. <laughs> I'm also known for my segues. Uh beloved from Polygon, beloved Sega mascot. Alex Kidd is getting a revamped look in Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX. The game is listed on Steam to drop in the first quarter of 2021, though no other consoles or release dates have been announced yet. Uh, do you have any nostalgia for Alex Kidd at all?
1: I have very, very little. I've, I've played Alex Kidd a little bit, and it's kind of uh, what's the Adventure Island for SNES. It was almost like the character from Adventure Island... ...goes to just a, a regular platformer. But... Um,
0: but this... boring. <laughs> God, it's so boring.
1: I know. it's it's It wasn't a very exciting game.
0: Oh. I have, and I'm, I'm fact-checking to make sure I have this right. I think I have a physical copy of one of them, but I have the Master System 2 and i think if you boot that up with no game in it it has the one of those alex Kidd games just built into the master system like you just fire it up with no cartridge or card well that one doesn't have a card slot you just fire it up with no cartridge in it and it has alex kid in miracle world i think which is the that's the one getting remade right yeah it's just so unimaginative to me and this is a this is the era of sega that I think it was Tonko was putting out the master system and they were searching for a mascot before, you know, before the days of the Genesis and Sonic the Hedgehog and stuff. So it, it's good that it's out there, but man, I got nothing for Alex Kidd. That is I, not one I was beating down the doors to have a, a deluxe edition of.
1: Oh, I'm sure there's somebody out there that's absolutely ranting and raving that there's a new Alex Kid, though.
0: That's the best thing about games, man. This is really doing it for somebody. Alex Kidd and Miracle World DX, first quarter 2021. Oh, man, we got so much news. We're almost done. We got three more articles. Uh, You'll have to cover this one, sir. Um, I do not know a lot about this. I just saw the one piece of it that I sent to you. But there was a Pokemon Presents presentation on June 17th. And we got some new game announcements from that. Do you want to cover those?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we both had kind of a good laugh about this because you, you <laughs> asked me if I'd seen uh, one piece of the news, and I said, yeah, my, uh, my son's telling me about it right now. Um,
0: I said, you made it, man. That's, uh, my kids are younger than yours. I said, you've, you've reached peak parenthood. You're learning game news from your child. You've, uh, you've raised him correctly. You've done everything you're supposed to do. He's on the path to greatness uh, mad props to you, sir! Right, right before Father's Day, you've you've peaked, you've made it.
1: <laughs> but yes, Pokemon this uh, Pokemon Presents uh, had had some interesting announcements. They started the uh, presents with um, a new app called Pokemon Smile, which is for your younger kids uh, to encourage them to brush their teeth uh, and. <laughs> Uh, what I'm assuming it is, is nothing more than just a Pokemon-themed timer. Um, and once they uh, brush their teeth, after the time limit, uh, you know, during when they brush their teeth, they can have uh, Pokemon-themed hats or, or these different things. Uh, and after they've brushed their teeth, uh, whatever Pokemon had appeared, uh, they have a chance to capture it. Um, so, obviously, this isn't necessarily geared at, at avid gamers uh, or necessarily <laughs> Pokemon fans.
0: I, I was going to say what Pokemon game is, but, hey, people, <laughs> grown adults are clamoring for Pokemon experiences. So,
1: I'm, I'm, sure, I'm there's sure
0: there's th- some uh, some 30-pluses out there brushing their teeth, man, to oh, some Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, the,
1: the, uh, <laughs> like you said, I'm sure there's somebody that's going to be 30-something brushing their teeth getting ready to catch that Pokemon. This is it. Um,
0: I was ready for them to rot out of my mouth. They were gonna go, but now that Pokemon's here, it'll it'll save me.
1: Uh, and then next on the list, we had uh, Pokemon Cafe Mix, um, which I remember there was this flash game where you you know you ran your own diner. Uh, this is a little different. This is gonna be a again a mobile game. Um, where you own a diner, and Pokemon frequent, uh, and you... Cook the their Pokemon r- and
0: eat them. No. I, I saw this going differently.
1: That raises some questions, because, you know, <laughs> what do, if you see somebody eating some chickie, chicken in, in Pokemon World, it's like, did they just fry that bird Pokemon over there? What, what did they do? The Pidgeot.
0: Um, well, what else but, did they brush their teeth for?
1: I don't know exactly. We caught them. Now what are we gonna do? We gotta we gotta eat (laughs) them.
0: We caught them. We brushed our teeth. It's go time.
1: But this is unlike most of those uh, games. It's actually a mix. It's it's got a a unique puzzle uh, game where um, you have all of these different uh, Pokemon appear on the screen, and you do this uh, like swirling motion uh, to collect and.
0: is it a gotcha mechanic? Like, what is the what do you do in the?
1: No, it's, it's. I didn't watch this bit. It's it's very interesting. It's you know it's like those puzzle games where you just you know collect. Oh, you're you're trying to get all blue, and you're you know trying to shoot and collect you know the blue orbs or whatever that is. Uh, like, not Brick break. It's a different game altogether. But this uh, is—I've
0: gotten—I've gotten mind what you're talking about. It's not bubble bobble. It's um,
1: it's it's, bust a move three in like a row a three style. in a row kind of yeah. But this one, it's it's a different mechanic, and you use your finger, and so you select them, and you're basically just doing like this swirling motion, and collecting all the the same Pokemon to up your score. And you know you, you keep doing that, and that fills the Pokemon's orders. And basically, they uh, they frequent your your store more. You can do upgrades and things like that. Um, again, <laughs> it's an interesting interesting game. Uh, I I know some people will want it just because it That's... has Pokemon in the name.
0: This is one of those where we're scratching our heads and we're like, okay, we don't exactly know what this is, and it'll be cleaning up on the iOS and Android stores. It'll be, oh yeah, it'll be up there with Fire Emblem and stuff. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing in that game? And people are just spending money left and right. Oh yeah, but so next it's, we had free to start oh. for Switch, iOS, and Android. Sorry about that. Oh,
1: you know, you're good. But yeah, it's. Uh, I know it hasn't hasn't released yet.
0: Soon but, it yeah, says
1: coming soon. Uh, and this you can, is all
0: this link's coming from Game Tyrant. I don't know if we mentioned that.
1: Yeah, and you can sign up to be informed when it does release. So if you uh, want to check out, if you're into to puzzle games with unique mechanics, there you go.
0: I won't be and doing Pokemon. That. Thank you for that, Brant. I won't be doing that. <laughs> thank you for that. Somebody out there, some our dozens of listeners, it's going to hit. Somebody's like, where do I sign up? Did you put the link in the show notes?
1: But next we had um, what a lot of people just went absolutely nuts for is we got the announcement of a new Pokemon Snap. Um, it's basically just announced that it's in development. They're working on it. Um, and they showed a little bit of footage here and there. Uh, Which but it looks great. Beautiful. <laughs> Oh,
0: Uh, it's since come out. It's developed by Bandai Namco. Uh, A lot of people were clamoring for a new Pokemon Snap. Like it's just been one of those ongoing things. And, you know, I mentioned we got a 64 for Christmas. We got two games. We got Mario Kart 64 and we got Pokemon Snap. And we played the shit out of both of them. So this was, I would say, we didn't get Star Fox until later on, obviously. But this was my first like rail shooter. Like, you know, that sort of gameplay style. So I can see this I can see this being a big deal especially on Switch, you know, if they do it the right way. It always could have been on Wii U I thought, but oh yeah. What are your thoughts on this one?
1: Oh, it's it, <laughs> I can't wait for this game. There were so many people that we we're going back and forth with and they're like, "Did you see that? Did you see that?" because everybody uh, almost everybody I talked to was extremely excited to see this. And like you said, I had I had a few people that were like, you know, I've been waiting for this since the Wii U because the Wii U would have been perfect. You held up, the, you could have held up the gamepad to the TV, That's and uh, but it it never happened. But now now we're
0: gonna get some. I wonder how many of those ideas that, you know, that Star Fox Zero game. I tried the demo out, and it was just it's kind of half baked. You just yeah. wonder how many of those things were were far along as tech demos on Wii U or whatnot, you know, testing of sorts. And they were just like, all right, we need software, get it out there. And then how many of those prototypes and ideas and Nintendo and Bandai Namco run pretty deep at this point, like, you know, how long have they been working on this and, and rendering those assets were not a tech demo asset, you know, that looked like a fully fleshed out game. It looked beautiful. I'm, ex- I'm very excited about that, too. New Pokemon Snap. That was the one I text you about out of this whole uh, news venture.
1: Yeah. I think if if there's one thing to take away from this uh, show, it was definitely New Pokemon Snap.
0: You mean it wasn't the uh, tablet swirl mix? <laughs> the roundabout? And then for
1: everyone still playing Pokemon Go, there is... They they talked about how they're they're going to do a new update. They talked about how they're um, uh, they changed some of the mechanics. So even with COVID nineteen, uh, you can still play. Uh, I guess without necessarily leaving your house. Um, I'm I used to play Pokemon Go when it when it came out and mm. fell off. Um, and picked it back up months later and then fell off again and then just never I think I've uninstalled it um, I, was, there...
0: uh, I was bit by the bug in a previous career which you are aware of and where I had the freedoms that you currently have in your career mm-hmm. so when I changed careers I was already out of Pokemon Go but that kind of cancelled out any chances of me returning because of lack of uh, catching sites. would you say? Yeah Lack of lack of ability to get to new areas to explore for new Pokemon. Yeah,
1: I think but the they, big part
0: of that is is that it's going to be a digital event. You know, you don't have to fly out somewhere and be around five thousand other people.
1: And from what I understand, they they've done several of these digital events. Um, they're adding uh, Mega Evolution, um, which was a mechanic from, uh, I think it was X and Y.
0: I was going to say, uh, it's like the one before the one before this last one, right?
1: Yeah. Um, but And Pokemon's notorious for adding a new mechanic and then abandoning it and going to something new. Because uh, I know they, aban- they basically all abandoned Mega Evolution and went to Z-Moves, and then now we've got Gigantamax in um, the new Pokemon games. Uh, speaking of, they talked about the new expansion for uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor. Hey, and I'm that... supposed to
0: be the one that does the segues into the <laughs> new segments. Well done, sir. I could learn a thing or two.
1: Uh, and that uh, it was actually released the day of the show. Um, I always talk... love when
0: that when that stuff comes out. It's yeah. like, here's all these great things, and you're just you're you're frothing at the mouth I, i'm not into sword and shield but i know people have been waiting for this and then you know they splash up available now and ah i love stuff like that
1: oh yeah as soon as as soon as it was announced that it was available uh, my my kid was clamoring for it and <laughs> let's go and he's been on it
0: all week awesome what um, does he think you got any hot impressions of uh the new expansion isle of armor
1: uh, he, he loves it, and um, there's actually, I've got a, a few more friends that play, and there was, uh, they even discovered a glitch, where if you've moved any Pokemon over from uh, some other game, like you, you do the transfer where you move them over from your other game into um, your game while you're on the expansion, that Pokemon doesn't show up in your Pokedex as owned. As soon as you battle with it, it shows up, but only a scene. Oh. And the only Dude, way to...
0: people f- bitch about those Pokedexes. That's yes. going to light some fires, man. People are going to be
1: hot. The only way to, to... That at least the person I was talking to uh, had said to fix this was to deposit your Pokemon into the daycare and then take them out. But I guess he had already... Moved over quite a quite a few, and he was like, "I'm um, I'm I'm not going to do that." But you know, if if anybody
0: else, that's going to have that man. issue. The people to see that there's no gray area is as, as far as I've learned with the Pokemon fandom. There's no gray area when it comes to this, especially with the internet. It's either it doesn't cross you, you know, you just go about your own business, or you are way fucking on the other end of burn everything down, this isn't right, release a patch now, I'm never going to buy a Pokemon game again, like, it just, it'll go crazy from there.
1: And with, uh, with the last announcement, they had a, uh, a new, what is it, they have the the raid battles, um, are what is essentially raid battles in the new Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, Sword and Shield, and that um, they have a uh, one of the legendaries, one of the newer legendaries, Zara Uh And if it's battled and beaten a million times, the players will get a shiny version for their games.
0: All right, get to it. Beat it a million times. Pull your weight, do your part. <laughs> Has your son fought that one yet or not done the raid or how does that work?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if he's he's even done the raid. I know he's he's... Deep in the story right now, um, and I think for the most part that that's the main part he was worried about. Uh, I'm sure a, a shiny legendary um, will be something he he wants to go after. Big time. The, they're they're coveted. Shinies are coveted in the Pokemon community. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he and everybody else I know that actually plays those will. Uh, they're they're probably on it several times a day trying to boister those numbers to get to a million.
0: Everybody rush it. Um, does it seem like good uh, good content? Like it was worth the was it twenty dollars for the expansion? Yeah. Does it seem like he's getting his twenty dollars worth easy?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And and other people that I talked to, you know, a few people were apprehensive and like eh, I don't know if I want to spend you know twenty bucks. Right. Um. But other people like it's it's well worth it, especially if you enjoy the games. It's it's more of the more of what you're used to, and it's 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 good content. So
0: good deal. Isle of Armor expansion. All right, there was an EA Play live uh, last night actually, and you and I were messaging before that. We didn't really talk much afterwards. Um. We kind of kicked around some things we thought we might see or not see. I don't think any of them really came true. It was no. kind of a kind of a meh presentation. What are what are your thoughts on the EA Play Live 2020?
1: Um, I'm sure that uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot of streamers that like Apex Legends
2: because mm-hmm. I know they
1: opened the show with Apex Legends. They talked about, um. They have a new Season 5 event that's coming uh, June 23rd yeah. uh, called Lost Treasures. Um, and I'm sure that got a lot of people people really excited. I'm not a huge Apex Legends um, player. I downloaded it. It was another game. Downloaded, played for a while, and then it just wasn't right for me.
0: When they shadow dropped it like they did, and it was this hot thing, like, where did this even come from? Uh, Cesar and I were big into it for maybe two weeks. And once we got our first victory, we played a couple times after that. We just, like, we had the ultimate experience with the win. Like, our characters used their abilities. He had the zipline thing that, like, got us up above everybody where the circle was closing in. And we just came down on them and flanked them around. And it was just like, it was what you dream of with these Battle Royale mm. games. And, uh, like, we, I still have that story. And, I've just never had that draw back into it. Uh, another part of their their big announcement was that it's coming to Switch. And um, basically the theme from this EA thing, it seemed like an advertisement for Steam. Like all the games are coming from that Origin service to Steam, including Apex Legends. But Apex Legends is going to be cross-platform with PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. And that includes PC Origin and PC Steam. So that's... That's crazy, man. They're going for it. When you, when you want to be one of those names and and have your have your hat in the ring, you know, that's that's way up there.
1: Yeah, that was that was definitely one thing they continuously uh, talked about during this whole presentation was mm-hmm. coming to steam and crossplay. Yep. That was a a big thing that they they continuously talked about and wanted to reiterate and make sure, you know, you can play with whoever wherever and that you're going to get more access to these games that people want
0: which we've all been hoping especially going forward into this next generation of consoles so to have you know ea love them or hate them they're a huge third-party publisher they're one of the i would say one of the big four or five so to have them out there saying hey it's available they're giving up on their own, basically their own platform with Origin and saying, you know, you can download these same games on Steam. FIFA, Madden, those new iterations are coming to the to Steam as well. So that's that's big on their part. Uh, the, Joseph Fares, the crazy guy from, uh, I call him crazy guy because he just says what he wants. And he, he did here too. But uh, uh, He's got a new game coming out and he's following up uh, the co-op adventure A Way Out. And it's called It Takes Two. And that looked looked okay to me. Uh, there was another indie game that really stood out. Let's see if I can find it in this rundown real quick. This is from usgamer.net. I don't see it.
1: Well, you you had him... Yeah. You had him talk about that game, mm-hmm. which was the, the girl that had... Her parents were going through a divorce. And, you know, she crafted those two clay dolls...
0: That did. That looked cool. He's always got that asynchronous, like mm-hmm. co-opish storytelling.
1: Uh, right, here yeah. it is. That it... was
0: were... oh. that was one of the EA original titles joining Zoink from the developers of Fay. Um, uh, it's called Nope. Zoink. Lost the developers of Fae. Lost in Random. That's the game I was trying to think of. Uh, Lost in Random takes you on a journey with a cute dice companion, and it has an intriguing wood sculpture aesthetic. To it and darker tone at first blush, it evoked an almost American McGee's Alice vibe, says U.S. gamer. I was thinking that or like Tim Burton. It had a very Burton esque. Yeah. When the die started like popping hands and feet out of it, I was like, yeah, that's uh, that looks like something straight out of a Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Very very cool art style and aesthetic. Those EA original games are pretty solid all around. They, that seems to be a pretty good program.
2: Yeah. You have
0: a. Unravel A Way Out. Some good games. Uh, They showed off... uh, Final Strike games showed off a new game called Rocket Arena. uh, A rocket-only 3v3 arena shooter. It it reminded me a little bit of... um, The rocket games we play on Halo when we do all rockets on lockdown and stuff like that. But it seemed like, you know, these recent trend in games where you have, like, these wild characters and they have their own personalities and stuff like that, so.
1: Yeah, they, uh it, it definitely is similar to the hero shooter genre.
0: That's a uh, hero shooter. That,
1: yeah, that we see a lot of. Um They announced that was going to be cross-play as well and that it was actually coming out July 14th.
0: Super soon, and it's only 40 bucks I saw, so I, I'm going to keep my eye out on that one. It just looks like crazy multiplayer. What else was big from this show? Uh, They elaborated more on Star Wars. Mm -hmm. We got a brief glimpse of Madden and FIFA next gen as long as as well as some. uh, Like a sizzle reel of sorts that just had a little glimpse of BioWare and. The other EA platforms or um, franchises. And then they dropped a bombshell at the very end. And I've never played any of these games, but everyone has been clamoring for this one. And that is uh, Skate 4. Are you excited for some Skate 4, sir? Oh, yeah. You're a big fan?
1: Uh, I've played a couple of the Skate games, uh, and they were great. Um, I have to be honest. I was. That's another game I could have brought up was Tony Hawk Pro Skater oh
0: is uh influential
1: oh yeah yeah I I loved Tony Pro- Hawk Pro skater games uh, growing up and then skate came along and it was uh, a little less silly um, a little bit more realistic um, but the mechanics and everything it, the way it played it was it, it was a great game and the fact that we're gonna get a new skate and it's basically um, almost entirely due to demand of players
0: clamoring begging for a new skate game they said what they willed it into existence or something like that <laughs> pretty you pretty much we, we cannot quote we cannot believe you commented this into existence that'd be good man for somebody who has experience with the series you, you seem to enjoy it and excited for a new one i'm, I'm sure that'll be next gen also oh yeah Cause skate I, skate games are kind of having a renaissance, not just the franchise skate, but yeah, we've got those Tony Hawk One and Two remasters. What, what are your thoughts on those? since you said those are defining titles for you.
1: Those look real good, and the fact that they actually um, put forth the effort to try and get as much of the original soundtrack as as they could. Right. Um, I think those are going to be great games. Um, gosh, there's there's some other skate game it's like skater xl
0: or something yeah, like that yeah skater xl yep skate skater xl tony hawk there's like a project project session or something like that sessions grind mm-hmm. sessions maybe but and there's several games you have, games uh, coming out.
1: You have uh, that game bird skate i believe it was called
0: bird skate <laughs> Where you played as all the different birds
1: <laughs> yeah that
0: was a pc game right did it come out on anything else uh, I I don't know I, I remember seeing that though I heard good things about it and it just kind of it was one of those that just kind of came and went. Mhm. All right, so we didn't get you and I had kind of kicked around some some thoughts. There was no Mass Effect. We didn't get any Dragon Age except for that little Bioware teaser of like a environment. It went anything other than some spikes and lava or something. Yeah. Oh, no. they showed off Need for Speed like a tentative criterion build of uh like the need for speed cars
1: yeah but and no
0: ba- the battlefield space
2: people running across um,
0: no dead space no mass effect oh well maybe next time uh let's wrap up news and get on to games played which i don't think will be too long of a segment we're already an hour and a half in has it, has it felt yeah. like an hour and a half no my butt says yeah. it's felt like an hour and a half. It's like I'm, I'm like going back and forth here, trying to get blood flow back moving around. Um, two new Kingdom Hearts games will arrive later this year, according to Polygon, and one of them's been shown off. There was a trailer that came out today for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, which appears to be a joyful rhythm game. The game will feature Kyrie as a central character and will be available this year on Xbox One, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. The other one is a mobile game called Kingdom Hearts Union X. Which I'm sure you have to have played four other games and seen the secret ending of two and turned your disc upside down in the disc tray of the third one and played it in reverse. I don't know. I'm so lost on Kingdom Hearts lore. Are you, are you excited for this, sir? Uh,
1: I am a, a a avid Kingdom Hearts player. Um, I had my problems with the third one.
0: I'm sorry that you broke up a little bit. Was that Rabid? Did you did you say Rabid?
1: Oh, yes. No, I said Rabbids.
0: So oh, Rabbids right. Kingdom Hearts. Just... This is the crossover I thought it was going to be. <laughs> they got rid of Final Fantasy characters and they finally brought in uh, another another license that's worthy of Kingdom Heartsdom. <laughs> uh
1: But no, I, uh, I actually, yeah, I've enjoyed the Kingdom Hearts games. I had my problems with three. Um, I since went back and, and and played it again, and honestly had m- more fun uh, this playthrough just because I skipped all the cutscenes. Because
0: <laughs> so if you game, don't get if you don't get caught up in the bullshit, it's okay. Yes, you can survive it.
1: It's it's mired in bullshit, uh, and, and and these games they actually have uh, a mobile game out, and I guess this is a. Uh, a different mobile game that kind of goes along with it Um, but that was a game I I played slightly uh, then fell off and then tried to go back to it and they changed so much that I was like, "Mm, nah and watching the trailer for for this new one it -hmm. almost looks like they have that kind of card based battle system almost like Chain of Memories had um okay um so it'll be interesting to see what what that one holds but and then the other one which um which you just talked about what was it melody of memory yep um that one's probably going to be the the big tie-in um with some stuff that happened because they showed pieces uh, at the end of the trailer, that show Kyrie.
0: Oh my! God. Here uh, we go. Here we go. It's the bullshit.
1: And I'm sure it, from from just the aesthetic of it, the scenery. I'm sure it has to do with what took places in parts of Kingdom Hearts three, and then you're gonna have to like relive parts uh, of all these different Kingdom Hearts experiences through this new you're not, rhythm you're not game convincing. mechanic
0: you're not convincing sir you're, you're stumbling through this you can't even <laughs> i see you putting it together and you're trying to get it out and you're like this doesn't make sense i, I don't even yeah. believe in this I can't, I can't even get through this
1: but so they'd, it's going to be guitar me.
0: hero kingdom hearts
1: yes they, they they've lost me at this this rhythm game thing and i know it's going to have some kind of tie-in all i can hope for is that eventually they'll have something like they did with the other ones where there's a Kingdom Hearts 3.5 and you can just watch it as little cutscene movie rather than trying to force myself through this game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a Kingdom Hearts guitar hero with all the Final Fantasy and uh, Rabbids tunes that we all know and love.
1: Not to say that I mean there's there's probably people out there that that really uh, got excited for this game and they're you know people that enjoy rhythm games and uh, I mean we talked about persona there's a persona dance it's true so I mean it, if you like those games, you'll probably in, enjoy this one but I just it's not one that I, I'm uh, super excited
0: for. I really liked uh, Final Fantasy Theatrhythm, I think is what it was called, that weird thing they came up with. It was like uh, Elite Beat Agents' um, Final Fantasy music for 3DS where you tapped and drugged the cursor and all that kind of stuff to various Final Fantasy music, and I enjoyed the hell out of that one. We'll see but what it they could can also,
1: do. Yeah, it could also be a um, uh, Star Wars Connect uh, rhythm game, though.
0: Oh, God.
1: It could be as good as that one
0: the princess dancing in front of the wookies and all that.
1: Oh yeah, and the Han Solo song and
0: <laughs> There was a Han Solo song. Ugh. I looked up my brother had that 360. He bought that Connect when it came out. Like he got the whole bundle and everything. It was stolen unfortunately, but I actually I don't think he ever got around to playing that Star Wars game. Like, you know, he got it. It made the cool uh, R2D2 noises and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. He never got around to playing the game. It got panned so bad when it came out, he never wanted to touch it. I should, uh, I should have brought this up in games play, but I've, we'll probably do it later on down the road when I can elaborate on them. But uh, my a friend of the show, Russell, his girlfriend came over. They were over three weeks ago, I think it was. And uh, she brought Just Dance 2 with her for Wii. And she had been telling my wife, like, this is great. You got to try it out, all that kind of stuff. And um, she took her copy back with her. I didn't have a copy for some reason. I've got like the third or fourth one for Wii. But I started thinking, I was like, because we had to, all of a sudden I have no AA battery. So we're like opening up remotes. We're doing that same thing that we all did for our Game Boys when we were eight. And I'm like opening up remotes and finding old controllers and stuff and pulling double A's out to play Wii. And we, you know, we did that for a night or two after they left, just my family. Then I was like, I've got that Connect, like on a 360. Let me see what software I have for that. And, dude, we just went into Dance Central. We went into Just Dance. Uh, Connect Adventures. Like, the Connect is pretty freaking cool. Like, I know they tried to rope it into a bunch of stuff, but when you just take it for what it is, like, you know, the 360 is is not my primary console anymore. It's probably not super relevant for anyone anymore. But just hooking up that Connect and all that, that software is cheap as hell now. It might be a good thing for your family. You know, we're always looking for good family experiences. Man, we, we had so much fun just, like, dancing around and being goofy and like connect adventures will take pictures of you when you when you're jumping through hoops and things like that and you know it was fun when i when it came out and i was goofing off with it but now that i have kids and they're doing all that crazy stuff it's it's even better man it's it's a good time
1: and i know you you saw a few weeks ago where um speaking of we rhythm game we dance game uh i had out uh samba Amigo.
0: that's we right did samba
1: D'Amigo. i was like oh hell yeah
0: you have the Maracas and everything?
1: No, it I have oh, the have uh, the, Wii. the Wii version. Yeah, the Wii one, that's right. I was looking at the uh the Maracas and the pad though. That goes yeah, goes for the uh the Dreamcast and it's it's pretty expensive on its own.
0: Man, my stupid ass was pricing the fishing reel the other day. I was just <laughs> like, "All right, let's see. Like it's Sega Bass Fishing. Let's go. Let's see how much this is."
1: Yep. Pop your VMU in there and go fishing.
0: That's it. I got pretty good at the uh, like virtual tennis. I can play looking at the VMU, like watching the characters hit the ball and all that. I could play pretty well off of just the stick figures on the VMU. we were ahead of the game on that. Oh, we could we could have a whole episode yeah. about the damn Dreamcast. I guess I kind of started off games played. If you want to go with that, my little uh, Connect Adventures of sorts. Oh, did you want to add anything else for Kingdom Hearts? We'll wrap up news.
1: No, no, I'm I'm done with that.
0: We threw that at last <laughs> until it rears its head again. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Um, Only other game I've played, I've made a little bit more progress on Xenoblade. You said you've never played any of those? Do you have any intrigue as far as uh, Xenoblade universe or anything?
1: Um, It's one of those games where I'll probably at some point play it. Yeah. Um, But there's, I mean, I got so many, you know, know, we've got so many things that I want to play that uh, I constantly play. Uh, things that I've partially played, things that I haven't I, I've gotten new on, on the shelf and haven't even
0: touched. In the shrink wrap. Dude, I've got two mm-hmm. previous versions of Xenoblade I could have played. But this is definitely like they call it the definitive edition. This one is this is truly it. And uh I think you listened to last episode, but Cesar and I were talking about it. He had beat it by last episode. And I I was texting him throughout the week, just getting tips and things like that. Like the battle system is is Straightforward enough, but just confusing enough to where the you have to get a certain flow to the combat, and it's it's all a lot of um like Final Fantasy 12 or, or 13 where you try to topple you try to topple enemies, and it's it's all about gaining an advantage. It's not really all right. My levels 17, and that one is four, and um, there's there's still that mixed in there, but you've got to gauge you know who else is around you in combat. Um, Who do I have in my party? What do they have equipped? Like, I've fallen behind on equipment before. Like, I just won't buy stuff from the shops and just get massacred. And it's like, okay, time to boot that save back up and go to the shopkeeper and and try to level up something and and go back at it again. And sometimes it can be just that different. Like, uh, I found, I was talking about the, they call it a Critterpedia, I think. But you can collect things out in the map and donate them to the Critterpedia of sorts. Kind of like the museum in Animal Crossing. And uh, as you fill them out, it'll give you attributes. And it's almost like materia that you can plug into your weapons. So it'll give you 10% potion or or uh, HP boost or um, 20% poison resistance or things like that. And you can kind of build, depending on what area you're in, you can kind of slot those into weapons and, and go from there. But I haven't gotten a whole lot farther in Xenoblade. Um, I played a little bit of the Turbo Graphics, which we talked about. I think that was pre-production, right? We didn't talk about it uh, yeah, here, think- did we?
1: Yeah, that was pre-production.
0: I, I dabbled a little bit with the turbo graphics, not enough to speak on too much, except Blazing Lasers gave my hand a cramp. <laughs> I was mashing down on that side-to-side button so much, I was, like, gripping the controller, because it, it never lets up, man. The game's freaking awesome. You just get power-up after. If you like Galaga and uh, Superstar Soldier and things like that, it's like, that'll crack. The soundtrack's amazing. Graphics are beautiful in that turbo graphics, and it just, uh, it'll grip you, man uh and i played some more master chief collection so that's been my i got two texts while we're on the podcast hey are you getting on tonight i probably can't stay on late and i'm like recording podcasts right now i'll get on some halo later on but um there's one group of friends i play with we like playing old school stuff and then i've got another set of friends they like playing halo 4 so it's it's literally a different game every time you go in there and, and play different modes and right now their big thing is uh grift ball. So you have like the hammers or whatever from, I think it's three and mm-hmm. reach and all that. And you'll try to grab the ball and score in the other side. And if you, they have these featured playlists that they seem to do. It seems longer than a month. I don't know the exact amount of time that they set these special playlists. And you can select them and deselect them because uh, it was just, I can't even remember what the other one was. It was something with grunts. But we turned this one on, it was like, hey, we like Griff Ball, let's see what it is. Like the first five matches it put us in, because we still had Snipers, King of the Hill, we still had everything else turned on. But we had turned on that damn Griff Ball playlist, and we got like four maps in a row, Griffball. Griff Ball. And so the cool thing about Master Chief Collection is you just back out, and you change, you can either change what games you want to be loaded into, you can change the game types you want to be loaded into, you can randomize it. It's really deep. If you haven't dove into Master Chief Collection, it's really deep as far as the stuff you can set up and play with it. It's a lot of fun. So we, I mean, we we did our few rounds of Griff Balls. Like, nah, I'm not playing this over and over. We need some BRs and some King of the Hill and Capture the Flag and stuff like that. So we ducked out of that, but that's the current playlist. Uh, I think that's it, man. I didn't play anything else. Let's get into your uh, Brant McKee first edition of games played, and you have a variety of stuff on here.
1: Yeah, um, let's,
0: let's save the worst for last. I see that one at the bottom, and that one has intrigued me since you sent you sent your list, and I'm almost uh, I'm almost afraid of it.
1: Uh, so I guess we'll start off with um, uh, I'll, I'll start off with the uh, Shante Half Genie Hero. Okay. Uh, the Ultimate Edition, because Nintendo Switch they have that big eShop sale um and that was one of the games i I bought um because i beat that game sometime last year on the vita i have it physical so i figured i'd go ahead and buy it digital um i'm waiting i bought um the new game through limited run physical Mm -hmm. um but i I think it's still in pre-production so i'll probably be waiting on that for a while so to um
0: What's the name of the new one? Because I get lost in the I haven't played any of the Shantae games, so I get lost in the Shantae. It seems like we didn't get we didn't get one for fifteen years and now it's like we get one every month. <laughs> and they come to uh, they come to Xbox One uh Game Pass every other month.
1: I know they just added uh Shantae uh Pirate's Curse. Um but no the, the newest one is uh Shantae and the seven sirens, um, which is after Half Genie Hero. Okay. Um, if you haven't played any of the Shantae games, pick one up. They're amazing little platform games, um, and and this one I mainly got because it has all the DLC included. Yeah. Uh, and and the DLC, I mean, they you have uh, a few different storylines where you can go. You can actually play through the game as the villain. Um, there's uh, another game mode that I haven't uh, hadn't gotten to play with, which was Friends Till the End. Um, and then there's several different costumes for Shantae. There's like a ninja, um, police officer, uh, pajamas, um, and, and a couple... She's
0: like a belly-dancing genie or something, right?
1: She is. She's... Yeah. So when you go into... Play the DLC if you when you go to select one of these different um, skins, these different costumes. It's it's not just a reskin, and you play the game as normal. Uh, every costume adds a different element, and you basically do kind of like a almost like a side scrolly arcade style play um,
0: of the game. That shakes with things th- up.
1: With different mechanics, yeah. Cool. So, like the the ninja costume, you get ninja ninja stars and a sword, and you you can do like a ninja teleportation. Um, and the um the, the uh, police outfit, your you know this intergalactic officer, and you go through and you collect more gems to power up, and you're powering up your your gun from like a little pea shooter. Uh, to multi-directional shots, uh, you know, almost like a, a a gradius or something like that.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah, power ups like um, what was I mentioning? Blazing lasers. Yep. Can, can you play through any level with any of these outfits once you've gotten them?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it starts you off That's at the first cool. level, but yeah. yeah, you you go through each individual level, and yeah, it's it's this different, like I said, almost arcade-like experience, um, which. Was great. I, I think it just added um, a little, a little bit more of an experience um, and a little bit varied experience. Yeah, like, like somebody ride. who's already yeah for somebody who's already gone through the games. Um, and then next, uh, I'll go through uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. I know both you and Cessar have some history with this game. I believe you both backed it. Oh. <laughs> i know you're disgusted uh, are you you thought i would
0: you thought i would have learned my lesson by now well i think i picked the wii u one when it came out or vita and they canceled both of those versions and i switched to switch i was like all right it's gonna be portable i'll go with that version and i think at retail at the time that was the more expensive one and when it came out that was just that one shit the bed and i just it's still sealed in that uh, fan gamer or whoever ended up publishing it. It's still sitting in that thing. I just had to be so hyped for so long. And I did it to myself with Kickstarter. I've done it before. Like the retro fighters controller, me and you went through the drama with that thing. Like (laughs) I backed this thing and helped you produce it. And then you send me instructions to take it apart and fix these pieces. Like, no, that's not what I paid for. So you you think I would have learned with Kickstarter, but, uh, I haven't. I've played maybe two hours of the game, and I loved what I played. But what do you think about Bloodstain?
1: Well, uh, I played it on Switch, which there's there's no doubt in my mind that this game was broken from the start, uh, especially the Switch version. I know people that have played it on Xbox and PS4 mm-hmm. had a much different experience. Yeah. Um, not that they didn't have issues, but. They they didn't have as many issues as the as the Switch, and if I could do something different, that would probably be the only one thing would be to buy it on a on a different platform.
0: My um, my two hours with it were with uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for PC, so I was playing it on PC. I don't know if you have Game Pass or if it's still on there, but that might be another option for you to try yeah. one of the other versions since you've already you've already supported it on one console.
1: Yeah. I know they had it to play on uh, on that xCloud when they were doing that preview for a while okay. as well. Um, Very cool. But when I picked it up, it, it had, an, had an update because I waited for a long time to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, the update was, you know, that supposed big update that fixed a lot of issues. Uh, and I went through, I really... Uh, going through, I, I really did overall enjoy the game. Um, but
0: you I did it? notice you played through this. Yes.
1: Oh, yes. cool! Because um, I started about a, about a month ago and just kind of slow grind. Yeah. Um, and um, oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought.
0: You, did you run any <laughs> specific glitches on Switch? Or oh yes. Were there like frame rate hitches, or what did you what did you specifically see in that in that build?
1: It was uh frame rate drop it was textures pop in and out um i had a glitch where uh i had to crouch and slide to get under something and then my character would not come out of the slide and Hell just yes kept, kept being crouched in like
0: slide yes <laughs> i um, love it Unless you've made progress and you can't save it, I love when shit breaks, man. I make clips. I start holding down that button (laughs) switch. I'm like, yes, record that 30 seconds. I need that 30 seconds for the rest of my life. Oh, 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 just sliding around.
1: And then I had uh, another glitch that specifically affected the Joy-Cons, where uh, I got uh, a hit, and the Joy-Cons will kind of pulse if you're low on health, But the, I got, I took a hit and it, I I still had majority of my health bar and the, there was just a low rumble because every time (laughs) you get hit, there's like a small vibration, but there was like this low rumble and it stayed. I had to go save, exit, quit and restart the game in order for it to fix itself.
0: That's buggy, man. But that shit cracks me up. I, I would have to hand it off to somebody. Like, am I? I'm not getting hit. Am I imagining something? Please tell me that that's vibrating for you too.
1: But um, about, gosh, I want to say maybe a week and a half ago. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe two weeks. There was another update, and after oh, they're that, still,
0: they're still working on it. Yeah,
1: after that update, I noticed a a huge difference. Um, I still there was still some weird graphical glitch where i went into a room and i hit an enemy and it was like fireworks going off everywhere and like laser it was like a laser show it was crazy um and i had frame rate dip during one really intense boss fight but other than that it was a lot more stable cool So, so now as a whole, I think the Switch version of that game is is a lot more playable.
0: That's good to Uh, hear. I might unleash my copy from a year ago or whenever it was they shipped it to me.
1: Yeah, I'd say yeah. Now it's probably a playable version of the game. Cool. After, gosh, a, a year or so of being out now. Yeah. Um, and then you know I talked about how I loved Symphony of the Night. This game is littered with. Castlevania references uh, galore, as well as um, some references to other games. Um, oh, you, what else? You, you may encounter um, in an underground portion of the game a knight wielding a shovel.
0: Ah. Uh, <laughs> an, an unsurprising cameo.
1: Yes. yeah uh, and, I mean, there's 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 other mechanics and other little things. I don't necessarily want to get into it or give it away, but... A there's,
0: knight there's, wielding a shovel.
1: Yes. There's there's definitely some knights... Uh, an enemy that's a knight wielding a shovel that will throw dirt at you.
0: Oh. As a, so, as a shovel will, on occasion. Yes.
1: So, uh... It, that's good stuff. And, I mean, just... It, it's neat to see all the little nods and little things here and there to that game. There's even... A character in the game um, who they call O.D., and it's his his name's like Orlok Dracul, um, but he's a librarian, and, and he looks like a color palette swap of Alucard, hmm. and they got the voice actor who originally voiced oh, Alucard
0: nice. to play him. I think I remember that being a Kickstarter goal at some point.
1: And there's even if you if you meet certain criteria, there is a, a fight with him. And the fight with him is, is pretty insane. Uh, and the the moveset he has is um very a carte esque. Reminiscent. Oh yeah. Uh, and then after I went ahead and beat the game, I noticed that there was a um a DLC, there's a Ega um Ega's back DLC pack. Okay. Um, and all it does is add a like one boss fight, and it was like nine ninety nine. But you know, I enjoyed the game. Cool. Uh, I I wasn't you know a, a Kickstarter supporter, but I figured I'd show my love for the game by going ahead and, and buying the, the DLC. Shafted,
0: shafted Kickstarter supporter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and I think it was as of last week. I noticed that they actually sold a million copies of Bloodstained. Good deal, um, but the the uh, the DLC does nothing but add one boss fight, and that boss fight is of a um, mysterious enemy called Iga. So, you
0: uh, <laughs> have a cowboy hat.
1: Let's <laughs> say you can see where this is going. Uh, yeah. It is it is Mister Igarashi himself, um, in the Castlevania style of Dracula. But it is very him. Cool. He's wearing the cowboy hat, but he's got the whole Dracula garb. It's very he almost reminiscent. Looks
0: like Dracula. Anyways, he's, you know, how he positions himself in the Kickstarter videos and things like that. Now, they had talked about there were supposed to be like a randomizer or something and it ended up being a boss rush or I might have those backwards. Do you? Uh, do
1: you yeah, I believe there's, there's a boss rush mode. Okay. I have not really gotten into that because um, I've yet to beat Iga because he's extremely hard. Um he's just like Dracula, his moveset is Dracula esque. He throws a wine glass that shoots up in flames. Yeah. Of course. Uh he he's just like the um Rondo of Blood Dracula fight where his his hitbox is his upper torso head kind of thing. So you have to get higher up to hit him. Right. Um and can't some just of, your, of the slap
0: shoes with your whip.
1: No. And some of your, um, should I say, cheaper power ups, um, don't necessarily work against him. If if you advance far enough in the game, there's a power up it, it it drains your magic extremely fast, but it's you can stop time. It does not work on him. Ah. He's not affected by it, so you he can't immediately... really cheat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all, all in all, I, I really really enjoyed the game.
0: High marks for bloodstained. All right, tell me about Final Fantasy VII and whatever happened to your Wii U. We will wrap <laughs> this thing up. We're closing in on two hours, so your your debut is is reaching into one of our longer episodes.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Final Fantasy VII is one of those games that I've started playing several times, mm-hmm. um, but I've never necessarily completed or gone all the way through. All right. Um. And it's always been one of those I, have, I definitely want to want to play it, want to complete it, especially mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, I haven't even nec- I haven't even played the demo of the remake yet because I want to fully experience seven for myself.
0: Yeah, and, is, this is one of those experiences because, as you were saying, you've never completed it. It's one of the few RPGs that I have played through completion. Like. I didn't beat the two weapons at the end, but I did do, like, the golden chocobo and all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure you'll encounter that in the story. How far are you into it?
1: Oh, my gosh. I got my chocobo. Um, I've gone through the little cavern after that and come out. I've found out how to encounter Yuffie, and okay. I've gotten Yuffie. Okay. Um, I'm trying to go back now because I've now I'm starting to feel like I've missed some certain things. I know there's a couple materia that I don't have, and I know mm-hmm. this is one of those games you have to like inspect everything, talk to people multiple times. So uh, I think there's some things I need to go back and, and do and check. Um, and I know, gosh, that giant snake that's right there before you um, cross that. Or it's in the marsh, Right there outside of the Chocobo farm. Yep. Um, what is it? The the Midgar Z- Zola, Zolo or something like that. Um, that you can actually get that move that he uses Beta. That's like a giant nuke going off. Yeah. You can get that as a limit break, and it's absolutely overpowered. So, cool. and I try I tried to do it before the before we recorded, and that thing just kept murdering me. Ah. Absolutely. Even with the built-in cheats that are in the uh, Switch version.
0: Okay. Um, when I when I played it on PS One, those were not available. How did those work?
1: So the the Switch version has um, basically three built-in cheats. Um, if you click the uh, left stick, it actually speeds everything up by three times. Um, and it does
0: Everything have... like music and no. movement. No. Okay.
1: It's it's only it's only movement and like in game time. Okay. Um thankfully, yeah, it doesn't like Alvin I and Chipmunk's the music. Yeah. 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 So uh and then the right stick, um, if you click that one in, it gives you what are they call what they call battle mode, which your uh limit meter continuously fills. It's just nice. boom, filled, boom, filled, boom, filled. Nice. And it's the same with your health. You'll take damage, but then usually within about one to two seconds, it goes right, right back up. Unless you get one hit, like I was talking about with the, the with giant the snake. snake. Mm-hmm. He he murders you, that's it.
0: Um, no coming back. But
1: no. But it refills Yeah, your MP, your health, and your limit meter continuously. And then the last one is if you actually click both sticks in at the same time, it activates uh, no random encounters. That helps. So if, yeah, if you're in an area and you're tired of encountering enemies over and over and over, that way you can just avoid them altogether. Or if you're in an area and you realize you're underleveled, turn on three times in battle mode and just grind... So, grind through some uh, battles real, real quick yeah yeah grind yourself like up
0: some levels it makes it more approachable
1: um but yeah that's right now where it stands with uh with final fantasy 7 and hopefully i'll keep progressing
0: is it living up to you know the hype and the legendary status and all that kind of stuff
1: yeah yeah so far and and the switch version it looks great because i know i've played it on ps1 i've played the ps1 classic that was on um i think i played it on ps3 and i have it downloaded onto my vita okay but but this version definitely looks a a lot cleaner
0: right i'm glad you're experiencing that man And, and i like to hear that the those shortcuts are beneficial i don't remember the random encounters being so bad in seven i remember them being awful in nine so I think if I ever geared up to play, and I, I got all the way to, I think I got to disc three or four on nine. I got to the last part. But uh, I think if I ever geared that back up again, I would I would try to play it with one of those those modes at least to experience the story and just you know get through it. Because the battles are fun if you want to make them that. But if you don't have to and you're wanting to play the story, again, on the podcast, I, I know you being a fan of ours, that uh, you just play the game. If it's, a, if it's an easier option, if you want to play the story, however you want to go through it, just consume that content. You're sending me images. What are you shooting yes, me?
1: Yes, I'm sending you images because I'm about to move to my beautiful Wii U experience. Uh,
0: It looks like Simpsons on your pad. <laughs> and it's not Metal Slug. What is that? It's uh, Wild Guns. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, so I got a backdrop to this story. Tell me about your
1: Wii U. So, about a year ago, I turned on the Wii U, updated it to the latest uh, firmware, which is still mm-hmm. the latest firmware. <laughs> um, I'm sure. Played a couple games and then turned it off and then came back to it um, about a month ago and got a odd message when I tried to play a Wii U game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where my system went black and was followed with a error message that said system um what was it? There's a problem with your system memory and then gave me all the console information and Oh hell no. I could not do anything on my Wii U aside from boot and play games on the virtual
0: Wii console. If had I tried you, to Had you left it plugged in that whole time, that whole yeah. year without doing anything? yep you're not using it unplug it but he's learned uh, he's learned his lesson well the the thing is
1: i did a buttload of research and pretty much i mean if you if you take out a sd card while the thing's on if people were having issues where uh update updating popular games like smash bros uh on the wii u Mm -hmm. um mario kart was doing it uh, and a couple other games where something with the updates of the game would mess something up, or people were not, um, before turning off their console, exiting out to the Wii U home screen and closing the software. Gotcha. And for some reason, that would soft-brick your system.
0: Weird. Ooh, um, that whole OS on that thing is borked. It's yeah. so... Did you get one at launch? Did you get one when it came out? I did. And it was so slow. And like the first big update that they had was just like system functionality. It's like, look, they had a video and everything. Like, look, load times are down from 47 seconds to 14 seconds. Like, yeah, it's better, but it still sucks. Like, and you're having to celebrate this. That, yeah, it was a misstep in more ways than one. What'd you do to get it back around? Cause it, you sent me images of a working one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I um I wound up just having to buy one second hand because I went through <laughs> Nintendo's website <laughs> and The they, ultimate
0: the ultimate fix. <laughs>
1: they I literally they literally tell you that we do not support the Wii U and because of COVID nineteen our uh, repair facilities are closed. We um,
0: the Wii U copyright twenty thirteen, like did it when it, it came out in twenty twelve? What do you mean? You don't support? We we knew you didn't have to make it official.
1: And so literally on the website they tell you that you know if if you're looking for Wii U try one of these options and they give you you know buy from a third party seller buy yeah. you know so I kn- I knew I was gonna be kind of SOL. Um, so I just eBayed and found console only cheap.
0: How much was that? Just um, out of curiosity, if, in case that comes up for me or listeners or.
1: Um, I found one about 75. That's just just console. Um, yeah. I didn't see one for that this price, but I've, I've heard that some people can get console only for around 60. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt that it's not out there, but I'm sure that the, the console is probably gonna be extremely scratched. The one I got was pretty pretty heavily scratched and with that glossy plastic that was on those consoles, it's hard for them not to be completely
0: scratched up. Dude, I babied mine. I was so careful with everything I did, and it looks like a damn Wolverine got a hold of it for no reason. I'm like, where did how? Where did this come from?
1: Mine, my original one, still looked pretty decent. It looked halfway decent. Yeah. It's got some surface scratches on it, but and so what I wound up doing was taking the shell from that one, taking sure. both systems apart. And putting the nicer shell on there. Just, I I don't know why. I just wanted to do
0: it. Um, Are you still sitting on the broken one?
1: I am. I've got it for for possible parts. Um,
0: I have a broken pad. (laughs) We might be able to put together a full Wii U and try to ship it to somebody.
1: But, uh, and here's the kicker, is I got the new one. I got it set up. Um, Everything works great on it can't sign into my Nintendo ID. You can only associate one Nintendo account with one Wii U. So, I found out that I'm going to have to call Nintendo and have talk to somebody and give them a whole list of information. Oh. And man. it's it's this process people said, you know, it takes sometimes 3 to 5 days before they can before they do this because they need all your information. Oh. And then Nintendo reviews it and then decides if they're going to disassociate the account from that system. And so it's a whole process. I tried to call today. day. I sat on hold for a while and was just like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not this important. I'm going to do it later.
0: Dude, I hope you don't encounter this, but you know they just had all those Nintendo network IDs stolen. Like 300,000 or something like that. So they yeah. might be extra wary. Just have all your shit together and P's and Q's and everything.
1: And I went ahead and set up that, that two-step
0: verification.
1: Yeah. So,
0: How, uh, did you have a bunch of digital licenses on there that you remember?
1: Thankfully, no. I didn't have a, a whole bunch of licenses, so I'm not yeah. super worried about it. But I even tried to do the system transfer from the old Wii. And again, same black screen, and it locked up, and it would not go anywhere else.
0: The Pikmin um, would move your games from Wii U to Wii U?
1: And then I saw something about somebody's like, well, you can sometimes formatting it will get will will rid you of this problem. And then other people were saying, no, formatting it won't. You have to contact Nintendo. I said, well, I can format it see what happens. Shouldn't have done that. Uh, after more now, research, it is fully bricked. Oh no! You you boot it up. It says Wii U, and then it goes straight to black menu. Uh, it, it does nothing else.
0: Their consoles are usually pretty, pretty steady, pretty stout. And I know you didn't mistreat yours.
1: No, not at all.
0: Might have been being plugged in, man. I've started unplugging everything. Yeah. I'm not using it as unplugged.
1: Yeah, I have no idea if if somehow I d- didn't exit a game, but I usually exit a game. Yeah, if it was a, a surge, some kind of voltage issue. Um,
0: Something happened in there.
1: But as you saw, and I, you know, we talked about it last night. You you said you were doing um, your own thing, and I told you I was working on uh, a retro arch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't tell you it was through my Wii U.
0: Excellent. Here we go.
1: So yeah, I've I've soft modded the new Wii U, and uh, uh, as you can see, I played, booted up, uh, Sonic, two, um, Wild Guns. Um, on SNES, and uh, MAME Arcade, the Simpsons game.
0: I about to say, it's like Simpsons Arcade, right?
1: Yep. And all of those games played great.
0: That Sonic 2 looks better on the pad than it does your TV?
1: It does. It does, right? Everything on the pad looked a little bit crisper.
0: I might get with you about this uh, soft mod- modding, because I've been thinking about doing it for GameCube support. Because I've got a spare one we can tinker around with. I'm in, I was in the same boat as you, but I bought a um I bought one with a messed up screen mm-hmm. and I got it cheap because of the broken screen and I tore a ribbon trying to swap it out. So Ooh. I screwed up that screen unless I get that one tiny ribbon on that board. And I just I was like, nope, because that, that thing was a nightmare to mess with. I've swapped screens and motherboards and all kinds of stuff, and the Wii U pad was not as straightforward as I was hoping it was gonna be. Yeah. And I don't want to wipe that one that I bought because it's you know, you can't if you close it, if you wipe it, it gets rid of everything. If you want to sign in to your the Wii U is so locked down, man. But they had gotten like it's the Mario Kart 8 bundle. So they have that. They had bought Wind Waker Digital. They bought um, Mario Kart 64. They had bought like five or six digital games. And I'm like, "Eh, I'll just leave it how it is and and maybe soft mod it and go that route. So maybe we can if you don't mind giving me a hand, maybe we can dive into that one.
1: No, that was it. Was actually uh, it's pretty easy, pretty straightforward. Um, just need an SD card and, and throw some files on there, and you're good to go.
0: I can do that. Let's let's do it. Have you done any GameCube support on it? No, tried? not
1: yet. Okay. The next the next thing I'm gonna do is um, mod the Virtual Wii on there, add the Homebrew tra- channel on there,
2: because mm-hmm. one of the
1: other games I tried, I just threw um, Rondo of Blood. Uh, and tried the PC Engine core through, through RetroArch. Cool. And it kept having issues. It wouldn't. It wouldn't load, and then it gave me like a funky error. So I think probably just um, getting that Wii version of the game is, and installing it on the Wii menu is probably just going to be super easy.
0: I've got. I don't know if it'll help, but I had the legit file on my Wii. I bought that game. It's the day it came out. I was like, I. I had played it one time. I had a friend uh, that worked with me at EB at the time who had a Turbo Duo, and I'd never heard of or seen one at that time. And we played Rondo of Blood, and it's like, death is yelling at me in German and stuff. I'm like, what the hell is this game? I've never heard of this Castlevania game. It's amazing. So as soon as it came to Wii, I was like, yep, I gotta have this. So I don't know if that'll help you with me having the official files. or That's a tricky thing to emulate for so long because you had to have the CD-ROM, you had to have the... System card is a system card three that it requires or system, yeah. CD system card. Yeah. Okay. So when you, another thing on the turbo graphics mini, when you pick a game, you, you slide through the box art, you pop the, you can hear the who card go in. Like you hear that thing. But then if you pick like Rondo of blood, you see the system card three go in and then uh, like a fake image of a CD ROM, you know, the CD attachment on it and you hear the disc spin up and I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh hell yes, this is great. It's yeah, got I've, beautiful touches to it. You would you would love it, man. I've seen several reviews and I I want one. I definitely
1: want one because I saw those little attention to detail kind of tweaks
0: and it's They did. Ugh. They did a great job with it. It's killer, man. All right, I liked hearing about the mishaps of the Wii U. It was a better story than I thought it was going to be. Except for I was waiting for this deep dive into how to repair a Wii U and it was ugh. I went on eBay and found one. Oh, <laughs> I, I tried
1: some- <laughs> I tried. I was I was trying so hard to figure out something to repair it, but it's just it was easier to, to spend seventy five.
0: Yeah, mental mental health and uh, agony saved. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Anything else you want to add on your last episode? How how do you think it went? Besides, it's super long, <laughs> but that's fine. We're, we're good.
1: Uh, I mean, it's usually how this works with me and you. Uh, you yeah, uh, know we'll start talking and then just run on and on
0: and on. So off but, the clock, uh, it's always after hours. It's never it's on always
1: after, hours.
0: always after hours. Yep. <laughs> That's how it goes. All right. No, uh, man, you, I had fun. Good deal. We'll, we'll try to get you back on again. I'll we'll make sure Cesar listens to this one so he can, uh, he can pass the final grade, but uh, you can find the, Where do you listen to our podcast at? Since you were a long time listener and first time guest.
1: Uh, I always listen on
0: SoundCloud. Listen on SoundCloud. Very cool. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Google Play Store, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Overcast. I found another one the other day. I just randomly Google us every once in a while, and it was, uh, it was this whole podcast client that has an app and everything, and I'd never heard of it before. And then we're also on um, Instagram and Twitter under No Podcast. We had some technical issues with our Facebook page, so we're trying to get back around to that. Facebook is not the greatest entity at all. I don't have to finish that, but they're not the greatest uh, for creators to work with so far either. And we're just trying to use their platform, but it's another story for another day. Uh, any last-minute um, things you want to throw in there, and we'll, we'll get on out of here.
1: No, I, th- I think I'm good.
0: All right, let us know how you thought Brant did. Uh, his, his fate lies in your hands, and you can't be the only one to give yourself feedback. It's got to come from other people, too. Oh, yeah. But uh, thank you, Brant, for joining me tonight. We really appreciate you filling in while, while Cesar was out. I think you were a, a great boost to the podcast. It brought a lot to us, uh, a lot of modding tips and some uh, Egovania some background, which is not something we really have on staff. So I do appreciate you coming on, sir. Well, thank you for having me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up episode 115, I think it is. Yes, the 115th and greatest iteration of the No Podcast. And uh, thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. you lead into i don't trust this skype like i can't see the physical recording i just see all right avoid legal snags by telling people they're being recorded yeah but uh i don't really trust that so i give it some audio lead in but i pre-ordered every first party nintendo game in that 3ds and and Wii era at the kmart in jonesboro because they were doing this there was a guy on Twitter, josh something and i i'm we're still playstation friends but i can't remember his name But he he figured out this program with vendors and Nintendo specifically in certain uh, big releases where if you pre-ordered the game and bought it, you got a ten dollar coupon to go towards the next purchase of, you know, whatever it was. Uh And this was like Gamer Club at Best Buy and stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to buy these games. Why not? I'll just keep it rolling. There was this one fucker at the Kmart in Jonesboro named Roy. And I'll never forget this, dude. And every time this is when Nintendo games came out, either. No, it wasn't even Friday. I was telling you wrong. They were Sunday releases. Do you remember when Nintendo games oh. came out on Sundays? Yes. I would go on a Sunday, armed with my coupon, and tell this dude, "All right, I'm here to pick up uh, Star Fox 3D for 3DS." He's like, "No, sir. Uh, games come out on Tuesday." I'm like, "No, no. They fucking Nintendo games come out on Sundays, right? I don't. It's wrong, dude. I'm telling you. I know DVDs, uh, CDs, games. They all come out on Tuesday. Nintendo is an exclusion. They come out on Sundays." no sir uh games come out on tuesday i can't go get the box until they come out on tuesday please roy go get your manager we just we just did this for zelda 3ds i I just picked up ocarina of time two weeks ago you gave me the same speed and uh but i got mortal Kombat. i guess they call it nine like the reboot for ps3 the one with kratos and stuff Mm -hmm. i got that there was a couple other games that i got with that with that kmart program it was was a great deal when i wasn't fighting roy on sundays for nintendo titles
1: damn it Roy. roy
0: Roy, man, at least they're good memories. Like I will have these fond memories of fighting Roy at Kmart over Sunday Nintendo games.
1: And now he's in Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's smart. He finally got in there, and now he releases on Fridays instead of Sunday, so I don't have to fight his ass. And Kmart's closed.
1: Yeah. You played the long game. You won.
0: That's it. Me and Roy won, too. He's in the damn game. I'm. I'm just yeah. buying games. I'm not in the game.